I guess you're awesome because you have decided to tune into the Nominal Tales podcast. I'm Jared Stephen Williams, the voice of everyone's favorite half-elf rogue, Mardigan, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Nominal Tales. Oh, oh, this is just where we are. Welcome to the Nominal Tales where, yeah, what's up? We nom, you nom, they nom. Yep. Nom, 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 nom. We all How nom. do we call them phenoms? Phenoms. Oh. Phenoms. Yeah, that's sounds, kind of... Sounds expensive. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, phenoms is actually... Well, let's ask them what they want to be called. Let us know yeah, the what do you want to be called? Nomers or phenoms? Oh, my gosh. We might, we might call them both. I guess. Phenoms yeah. is pretty good, dude. Yeah, Phenoms yeah. is good. I guess you could say we're taking nominations. The Phenomers. Yeah, the Phenomers. Why so like, welcome back to the Phenomenal Nominal Naming. Phenomenal Nominal. We haven't let it go. We're going to ride this horse until it is all the way dead. It it died several paces ago. It's just momentum is a thing. You know, Newton's first law. So hey, we're going down let's, let's do the intro. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Nominal Tales. Woo-hoo. Hi. I'm your host and dungeon master, Spartan Bodie or Brendan Davison. This is our D&D game. <laughs> that was really canned, but that was good. It was it was awful. It was yeah, terrible. Tough. I liked it. I mm, that mm, okay. Well, we we'll told us who, no, it told us who we are, what we're doing, and thank you for being here. I Those want are, that more in this that's world. The checklist. Yeah. I'll I'll change the the vocalization of it, but okay. Okay, I hear what you're saying. So we're gonna cut here to give you anything better than this right now. Just a much more well-produced segment than this one. (laughs) Hello there again, Nomers. We don't have much for you in terms of announcements right now, but we did wanna give you some encouragement before we jump back into the tales. Sometimes our world can be very dark, and as such, we here at The Nominal Tales wanted to let you know that we love you and we are for you. We are praying for you and hope that you are encouraged today in knowing that this community is pro-you. I'll end with one of my favorite quotes by G.K. Chesterton. I like fantasy not because it informs me that dragons are real, but that they can be slain. I'm not exactly sure what dragons you're up against but know that we here at The Nominal Tales are for you, friend. Let's get back into the action. And welcome back. You cut that <laughs> laugh off. That was really that, bad. Hey, I'm back. not... That Leave was, it. That was a Leave laugh it. cry. That's exactly where I cut it. And yeah. that's, again, it's just where we are. Welcome to episode 49. If we make it to the Huzzah. next one, I will consider it pure joy. Ooh. Yep. Last time on the Nominal Tales, the Diamond Dogs engaged in a, an epic diplomacy between. It wasn't that epic. I just wanted to say epic for reasons. It's a, a, a bout of diplomacy with Tosh, the orc chieftain from uh, Kethid's old tribe, the Red Bear tribe, and g- garnered some kind of peace. There were not many forces left over from the rebellion to actually negotiate peace with. But for the that. time being, you know, you know, the taken were a thing. They were straight up betrayed uh, with the, the devil doing what it did. Um, 
a terrible, vile creature that had uh, given some strange offerings, apparently, to Kethid's mother and wormed its way into both societies in order to set up a trap. The trap was successful, but the Diamond Dogs won out. We found, a hell, we found a Hellmouth? That was cool? You know, it's, it's what it was. Um, a wonderful treasure of a dinosaur was lost forever. Yeah. Moment of silence. Okay. <laughs> and then the Diamond Dogs head back for uh, the, the main island in order to uh, sail the crap out of this place. When they got there, <laughs> <laughs> they encountered a strange man, we'll put it that way, who laughed himself silly and gave Eros a mushroom spore that caused him to lose himself in the moment. He wanted it. He's never ever gonna let it go. Marshall Mathers, complete D&D. We know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. You say that about right. everybody. Because they are, Jeff. Hey. They will. I hope John Wayne. Stranger things have happened. That's all I'm trying to say. Yep. All right. That being said, we left off after this strange man kind of galloped away and the diamond dogs are stuck with very high on some sort of uber psilocybin mushroom eros. And the diamond dogs receive two different bits of news. First and foremost, that something has gone down in Bannockburg after Kethid receives a sending spell from Sister Thacia. Apparently final words before she is run through and slain a public execution in which they believed that she was the Archbishop Myrina Marchlare herself. She was not and was acting as her double. And so the city of Bannockburg realized what has happened and Kethid received her final words. The following day, another message came, this time from Danica to Mardigan in which she alluded to someone coming, that he was here. And then all of a sudden her speech became difficult to understand, then to completely unintelligible and only to this restricted uh, whimpering and eventually cut off. The Diamond Dogs sent out several messages and discovered that Stratmore had attacked Diamondhold kidnapped Katya and petrified Danica. They then contacted Aloise to confirm this story after Childress had given them the information and discovered that Fenwick was there and potentially somehow involved. And that is where we pick up the moment of this reveal with Eros still high as a kite. The rest of the Diamond Dogs not exactly sure how to proceed. But it is late, and they will need to stop before uh, getting into Frelona. Over to so, you. So, Mardigan just kind of after like the 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 that shoe dropping, um, just takes a takes a moment and um, and says, "I can't." I can't believe Finwick is working with him now.
You see Eros's eyes kind of like when you say that, he gets the vibe something's wrong, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. And you see him kind of dart, his eyes dart around to everybody, trying to kind of read the situation. You see, uh, um, Domingo is, he's looking very concerned, um, but he doesn't look like he's, he doesn't have much to say right now just yet. He's listening. Yeah, if, if, if a gray orc can get pale, Kethid is pale and and completely sullen, not almost staring ahead. Are you are you still stoned? Yeah, Eros he's, is still. He's he's whammy. He, he doesn't remember anything. No, he's still. Yeah, you're still. I'm conscious. You're but conscious. I just don't remember anything yeah. about myself or who I am. Correct. He's not drunk or anything. He just his memory's right. gone. Right. Yeah, it's more drug. Yeah, I should say drug, not stone. High as a kite, as I put it. Yeah. You know what this means, right? That Mar Morgan says to Captain. What? Tito goes, no. No. <laughs> Ignoring that, Mardigan just kind of gets like this severe look on his face and says, We're going to have to put him down. Wreck is one thing. Wreck wasn't under his, his own, in his own mind. He was under someone else's control. The argument could be made for him that it's not his fault. But you explained to me how this wasn't Fenwick's choice. We just don't know that yet. We don't know. If he had anything to do with Danica. I... I will make him answer for that. And you see, Domingo looks a little confused at you, Martigan. And he says, what do you mean by that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Domingo. Uh, this is a lot changed when we arrived in this island. I'm not certain I'm ready to share all of it with you yet, but just know that until very recently, we thought Fenwick was a friend. We don't know that yet. We don't know what happened. So, um, Domingo says, looks, continues to look at you, Martigan, and says, so, Fenwick, I get a little bit that Fenwick was your companion. I don't understand a lot about him, but I guess he left you. Is this correct? Yeah. After trying to kill, after trying to kill another one of our companions, unless you've forgotten that too, Kethan. He didn't try to kill him. If he was going to kill him, he would have killed him. He was trying to provoke him. And now it seems he has betrayed you. Is that correct as well? Hmm. Yeah. And now that he has betrayed you, by put him down, you mean kill him? Danica is very dear to me. So, uh, um, so I want to make an insight check on Martigan. Cool. Because he is kind of playing this a little close to his chest. So. I was going to be so, oh, natural 20. 19. Okay. All right. What do I roll against that, Brendan? Um, 
because it's not I, deception. I'm not trying to. No, deceive I would. I would say in this case, it is a, a light form of intimidation. Okay. Uh, you beat it. I rolled a fifteen. So, um, yeah, you uh, you get the sense that that Mardigan is furious. Like it's not like open, like fiery anger, anger, but it's like just below the surface, like just behind his eyes. It, it this rage is boiling. So I get the feeling that like if he was here, you, you if if Ilwick was on the boat right now, I would I would be trying actively trying to kill him. That's what, that's what you, what you get. You also get the sense that he feels not just betrayed. He feels exceptionally betrayed. Like he and Fenwick were close. Mm. He took, he took it very Personal. personally. Well, he, uh, Domingo listens to this and he, he nods. But he doesn't pursue it any further. So Mardigan just kind of like shrugs, like like in frustration, like he doesn't know what else to do, and and and, and set, like he's just incredibly frustrated, and and says, "We can't get back to Dinar until fast enough." Are we on the boat? Yeah, we're. No, on, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You guys are in the middle of um, the jungles of Saudade. Okay, yeah, we're still we're on our way to Furlona, Yeah. You're yeah, on yeah. your way to Ferlona. You'll probably get there midday tomorrow. Okay. So um, I want to say one more thing to Cathed. Um, and then I want to do one more thing after that. Um, so he looks to Cathed and he says, and you can see like kind of sorrow in his eyes. And he says, Cathed, I am sorry about your friend. It sounds like she was a beautiful soul and she sacrificed herself. Mardigan immediately steps in and says, not is, not was. She is a beautiful soul. How can this be? The man that took her will use her. She is a seer. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about this Thacia. Mm. <clears throat> oh, I thought you were talking about Danica. That's why I said that. No. You met my mother, my physical mother, and I barely knew her. If this, if I had, could call any woman mother and friend, it was her. It's not lost on me, Ketha, that we have to make that right too. And as much as it pains me to admit it, we are closer to Bannockburg than we are to Dinarental. And Domingo looks at Eros and says, maybe we should wait to speak and then back to Mardigan to speak further of this Fenwick until we can all speak. Fair enough. When you do that, Eros knows you're talking about him. Uh -huh. And Eros probably gives like a little bit of a devious look, uh -huh. but then blinks it off when he, he looks over at Mardigan. Uh -huh. He doesn't say anything, but. Okay, insight check. Good luck. I don't know, is he diminished? <laughs> no. no. 
All right, watch my natural 20 here. He Ooh, is yeah. who he is. He just doesn't oh, know 17, anything. 17, not bad. 25. Oh, if, now did I sold my goggles on. I don't know that I did. You just wear them all the time now? No, no, I don't. I, I should, for insight. Here, excuse me, wait a minute. You only have, you one, say that again? You only have one eye now. I wonder if the goggles still work. The same. That's yeah. a good question. I think you mean goggle. A goggle of, you know. We need to find a monocle. Monocle. I can find half a creature. <laughs> well, you can see him. You just don't know how far away he is. That's right. Yeah, my, my depths of perception is, listen, you, he's over there. <laughs> Sorry. I cast locate demi creature. Yeah, demi. He's only. Anyway, 25. Okay. All right. Um, 19. Oh, total. I want to see yeah. my insight is. He, he Wait, did 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 I did an insight check just on arrows just work? He's drugged. It took forty nine episodes. <laughs> and he's drugged. So it really, I love bursting y'all's bubble. He doesn't remember anything about his life. I know, no, but no, let us have the win, Brandon. <laughs> I was thinking too. I was like, guys, this is the worst this moment. moment. It, it is, but we'll take all. whatever we can. We're picking any victory. <laughs> this is the worst I guess so. All I, don't I know want to know. Learn. He he gave a look like a little mischievous. I think it says a lot about. I think it says a lot about our relationship with Eris that we're we're not entirely certain no. he's not faking this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. No, I just when he gave a mischievous look, I said, "Do I think he's he's about to bolt or, or play? You know, is he is he about to do something nasty?" Yeah, what was the devious look? So if I was to put it in a and a teeth so pumped, if I was, <laughs> the, if I was the, this might be my only win today. Dude, we're all pumped. It might be. It yeah. might be. I love yeah. you, and I'm very proud of you, Jeff. But yeah, it might be. <laughs> if you yeah, take if, uh, if I was to literally to tell you what he's saying, I'll be more, a little more blunt with it. Mm. It's literally like. What's this guy's deal? Really? <laughs> okay. Well, it's all I want to know. See, I'm what happy. The crap! Have I landed the middle in the middle of? Yeah, kinda. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, but you, but you also get the impression that maybe he's hatching something. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was looking. For. So it's like, who's this? And then, bing, in his eye. Mm. All right. Either way, it is getting very late. Yeah. You see Captain reaching for his rope. Does it seem like a pretty good spot to me to to camp for the night? It's a lot of jungle. A lot of jungle. But you do have Leomans. Alright. If you guys if you're okay with this, Captain, I'll cast the dome. Cool. As you sit down and begin casting. Tito sits down, like, back-to-back -back with you and just kind of looks around. <laughs> He's waiting. You are doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep an eye on Eros. Okay. Ooh, he wanders and, off. No, yeah, well, no, and I, you see him holding rope. Mar Mardigan looks really, like, he's trying to, like, scan and, like, go through the motions, but he looks really distracted. Yeah. Get that. All right. All right. I lead, I make sure Eros gets inside. You do. So are you, are you obviously like, uh, like trying to make sure like treating him like this? 
no, it's it's he. I'm I'm. It's almost zombie like. I don't even care. Just go inside. I just don't want to deal with anything else. That's that's kind of look I'm giving you. Just get inside. So you make the tent, and you go in it. Yeah. And Mardigan does too. Yeah, yeah I have to dome. be in it. The dome. The dome. Yeah. 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 Which arrows? You don't know what this is. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like I'm 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 standing out here. This thing appears. And people walk into it, and this dude's giving me a weird look. They don't just walk in. They, like, meld into it before disappearing out of you. And it's just <clears throat> this magical barrier. Eros will go up, and he'll kind of, like, touch in that area. Your hand goes mm -hmm. through it. Boom. <laughs> seems... This seems interesting. Where did they go? Walk in. So, okay, so I want to see... So Mardigan is distracted, and yet he doesn't have a lot of patience right now since the news. So can can I can I see his hand go through? Yeah, if you're already mm -hmm. inside, you can see even outside. It's trans it's transparent from I'm, the inside. I'm I'm gonna grab him by the wrist and yank him inside. Yeah, you resist, Eros. Well, yeah, I, no, I would say no. Okay. okay. And then so I just, as soon as in. he's in, yeah, as soon as he's in, I just let go and like, then go about my business. Pull me in and go, whoa, 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 whoa. And I look around and I see everybody in this room. And Eros maybe is a little startled at first. Like, oh my gosh, something's about to go down. And then his eyes get wide and he kind of smiles as he looks at everything. And he's just, uh, he, he's just kind of standing there right now. And he says, what is this place? The gnome. This long bearded gnome, huge bulbous nose walks up to you and says, Come here, Sonny Jim, come sit. Let me ask you some questions. Eros has a big, he's a bigger smile creeps across his face, but he, uh, he doesn't say anything and walks over to the gnome where he wants him to go. Is the gnome inside? He just, oh. he just pats like yeah, the, little pat, yeah. the little patch of earth next to him and says, let me tell you all about it. Okay, and just, is Kethan walking? I walked in, yeah, I walked in after you. He when he before before he sits down he gives Kethit a look too and he looks him up and down, but he then he sits down with the gnome. This is called a tiny hut. It's a spell. Spell tiny yes. hut. Yes, yes. It allows for this thing to cover us and keep us safe from it. outdoor intruders. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Well, you'll forget all about it in a few hours. Why? Because you'll come back to your senses. I look forward to coming back to senses. You are under the influence of a very powerful hallucinogenic um, trip experience at the moment. <laughs> you see, Eros is just kind of looking around and he looks back at Kethid again. But you see, he kind of just ignored that. Are last you talk, you're talking out to yourself as far as we're concerned, right? Yeah. What? What? We don't see a gnome, right? Yeah, you do. Oh, I thought you said it was just it's the alchemist. This, this oh, is the, the alchemist, alchemist. Dr. Doomberry. Oh, I forgot he's with them. Are we sure that that, that uh, Eros is the one who is tripping balls right now? No, I'm, I'm a little out of it. Yeah. <laughs> even, even my real person. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So no, he's just, on a scale. To an invisible gnome. <laughs> no, I thought he was having a trip. 
thought he was you thought he was hallucinating. I did. I thought he was I thought I just, was, I just, I just was like, okay, so Brendan's like, expanding the whole and like all of a sudden the drug. all of a sudden Captain realizes and he like looks I over to Marty. There is no hallucination side. Yeah, he he looks over to Marty and grabs him by the shoulder and like a comforting embrace and goes, Oh god, you see him too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I was hoping. I run him through just to make sure he's not real. He he right. takes out he takes out a, a little notepad and a very small pencil and just starts scribbling and says, "On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your experience so far?" Eros looks around again and he looks at uh, Domingo this time. And uh, as he kind of sees everybody settling in, he takes the circlet out and puts it back on his head. Um, hmm. and he says, "I'm sorry. What was your question?" <laughs> I am asking you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your experience so far ten. on this hallucination? I rated it 10. Mm-hmm. Would you do it again? Yes. You, and you, you see better, him kind of... You better and, friggin' he, not. He, he, he's, still, he's, just, he's looking <laughs> over everybody right now. I would absolutely do it again, actually. Okay, and why is that? Um, I, um... I love walking and looking at everything and um, all these people are so kind and just absolutely lovely. And he looks at Mardigan now and he says that. Mardigan's Mardigan's like kind of glaring at you just a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Not like in a real, like I'm going to kill you sort of way, but like. uh, Come on. Why would you do this to me? Kind of a way. (laughs) Domingo says. Eros, what do you think about these? And he pulls out a seed pod in each hand, and he makes them bloom into these beautiful flowers, some local flowers. Yeah, Eros's eyebrows raises. Did you do that? I did this. <laughs> yes. You should be proud at what amazing things you can do. You can see he's very encouraged by these words. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Eros, I am. I am proud. Who can do this other than a handful of elves, maybe? A few people on your in your land, maybe, but not not too many. Well, so you're the protector of these people, then. You could say that. You could and say that, Eros. He, Eros does. He squeaks over at Mardigan again, just really quick. He just gl- real quick shoots his eyes over to Mardigan and back to Domingo. Uh, you see, you see Mardigan opening the portable hole and removing the dragon egg. Okay. Yeah, Eros's eyes fixate on that now. Dr. Doomberry has a mortar and pestle and is currently grinding something together. What is that thing? Did you say Martigan? Martigan, yeah. He just kind of looks over at you and says, I hope you'll remember in the morning. And he just kind of like, he's like getting in the safe spot and making sure it's okay, like investing it, like looking at it for cracks. and things like What are you going to do with it? <sighs> Wait for it to hatch. You hear a hello. And it. Wait for it to hatch and then do what? Do you really want me to tell you? Yes, please. This is a dragon's egg. You see him not kind of, you don't, he doesn't get it, but he nods. Do you know what a dragon is? He shakes his head. <laughs> Sometime soon it's going to hatch and I'm going to be responsible for 
the creature that is birthed from it. Wow. And then it'll be able to do what Domingo does, probably. Be powerful and grow things out of their hands. Right? Martin just kind of like shakes his head. And in spite of himself, maybe even cracks a little bit of a smile and says something like that. Domingo's not, he, he shakes his head and says, no, Eros, he will do much greater things than I. Greater than that. Greater than that. I hope to be able to see it one day. You know, Sonny, you will. Here, drink this. Do you like tea? Eros, you see Eros stop and think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. And he's, I, I don't know. You should I would, try he, it. I think I'd be right. happy to try it. Excellent. And he, Eros takes it and he smells it. And after smelling it for a second, I guess he'll just, he'll go for the. Yeah, it's a little, it's, um, it's kind of got this little bit of mint towards the top. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot sweeter at the bottom. I have some honey in there. So, yeah, I guess Eris will take a sip and then throughout probably the next 15, 20 seconds, drink all of it. Excellent, Letty. I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, good Lord. What is he doing? Um, Nine. Nine? Eris, you get incredibly groggy, and within two minutes, you're going to be knocked out. Mar- <laughs> Um, Mar- Mardigan sees that happen, sees him just like kind of follow slump over, and then looks at Duneberry and, and says, Gudras Balls, thank you. Yeah, Eros's eyes are, are drooping, but as he, he's trying to stay awake, and he says, Duneberry places his hand, his small little gnome hand on top huh. of yours, and he just kind of gives like this little, like, encouraging little squeeze and says, You're about to have the greatest sleep of your life. Eros, he kind of, he kind of nods. But then he says, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And then he just mm. probably collapses his head and then slumps over asleep. I beg all of your apologies. He was a danger to himself. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Will he be returned to normal in the morning? I sure hope so. Dr. Duneberry, would you mind coming over here for a few moments. Depends on what I'm going to experience when I come over there. Just a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) He gives us like, it goes from like doubtful to hmm, intrigued and he begins to plot over. Mardigan says, my apologies for my words to you in the back in the jungle. I was an asshole. (laughs) I've been called worse. Me too. (laughs) But if you don't mind, you seem to have knowledge of magical conditions. Mostly alchemy. It's only the greatest thing to have ever been invented. You bet your ass there's nothing greater in this world than (laughs) a fine potion brewed on a summer day. Like a symphony. What if one of your patients were petrified? Is there anything you could do for them? He reaches in and pulls out a little flask. Closes it, tucks it back into his robes. I suppose it would depend on the nature of the petrification. 
but it'll be some time before we find out about that. But if it was from a basilisk, we would require a um, small bit of basilisk's blood. That would certainly help with the uh, the actual removal of the petrification status. If it was a cockatrice, then we would just need a cockatrice egg and crack the yolk and uh, make sure that it was stirred for three days. And so noticing that noticing that he's going to be like theorizing and rambling a little bit, Mardigan Mardigan interrupts and says, "What if it was done by another magic user?" Oh, if this was arcane. I have my and suspicions that it was. I fear I'm going to be of very little help against an arcanist. I can certainly try, but if it goes wrong, he shudders really rapidly and just suddenly it's not pretty. Imagine part of you being stone and that part of your body also containing a vital organ, and part of you coming back only to realize that that part of your body would not work. Very healthy people have died from such procedures because their organs are simply petrified. It is dangerous. Martigan's just kind of nodding and... I do believe there are restorative magics, though, that can... Uh, alleviate such effects. Nothing along the lines of, of dispelling, but um, specifically restoration magics. Morgan gives like a little bit of a, like he doesn't draw, it's kind of like he does it and then thinks better of it and like tries to cover the, the, the glance, but he glances over at uh, Kethid for a second and then looks back to Doonberry and says, Thank you. You've been a great help. You bet your ass I'm a good help. When um, we get back to Denarental, or any place with a bar for that matter, I think I owe you a drink. Gin. I like gin. Gin it is. Excellent. It's the purest of all of them. They say it's vodka, but they're wrong. I have my reasons. <laughs> Very well. So Mardigan just kind of like, it's that thing where like you can tell like he's sending the signal that the conversation is over, but he doesn't like dismiss dismiss him or, or, or like officially end it. <laughs> sure. He, just, he goes back to like peering into the egg, trying to take his mind off what he's thinking about. He kind of waddles as he's turning. Finest damn alchemist in the all of Valaria, if you ask me. Just mumbling to himself as he goes over and lays his head down on a rock. Okay. Yeah, so that's all Mardigan's going to do unless somebody else wants to talk to him. Tito, still sitting back to back with, <laughs> with Domingo, he kind of turns his head and goes, Domingo? Yes, what is it, Tito? Is it true we are going to be leaving the islands? Yes, Tito, it is true. But do not worry. I am coming with you. That is good. I did not want to go alone. And we have Doomberries. 
I like Doomberry. Yeah, so do I, Stephen. So do I. He, he is a crotchety little gnome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dito. Can I think everybody? Yes. Dito, hey, I think everybody is a little sad right now. Maybe you can make us something sweet to eat, something delicious. I'm a little sad too. Can I make one for me? Yeah, of course, Tito. Thank you. <laughs> well, go on. Did you roll for Tito? No. Okay. Brendan just blessed me with it. <laughs> I did. No, I rolled for Tito. And no, Brendan it. did. <laughs> He's actually a warrior. He is. He's fierce. He is. He's awesome. Uh, Tito rummages in his sack. He pulls out a very smushed, like, half loaf of bread. <clears throat> I have been saving these. He takes it out. It's like the bread is like mostly diagonal. Like just, it's almost like French toast sticks doubled up at this mm. point. And like takes a little rock and like a, a flat rock that he sets this little fire pit up underneath and begins to make toast and pulls out a little bit of honey and cinnamon and a small bowl of butter. Mm. Is this the last of it, Tito? No. Good. Good. Why Just is that braid. still funny? <laughs> and and he says, uh, thank you, Tito. And he looks around and says, Ed, Mardigan, Doomberries, if you would like to eat some toast, it is here. It is good. It is good for your soul. It looks like Catherine and your spirit. Do you roll those eyes at him? Yeah, he's a little, he's, no, it's, it, no, he just doesn't react. I mean, it's just more like, whatever. Domingo will take a piece and put it on a little, like a leaf and walk it over to you and just set it beside you. Thank you. And that's it. It is the crunchiest toast. <laughs> Martigan, do you, do you get any or? Yeah, Martigan will wait. And then eventually he'll go over and grab a piece and sit back and keep. Uh, it is delicious, though. Inspecting the egg. I'm using my tusks to soften it. <laughs> he uses them as a holder. Yeah. Domingo approves. Yeah. That's it. That's what I used to do to amuse you guys, but no more. Not anymore. Those days are over. I am nobody's fool. Cool. He has a different dusk. Dusk. Mm -mm. Big dusk. <laughs> <laughs> Little dusk. <laughs> He's been tossed with a heavy duty. Heavy duty. So. Brendan, as Martigan's looking into the egg, does he notice like any extra like movement or just like how it's looked the whole time? Pretty consistent. Not nearing that hatching time yet. Okay. Yeah, so he'll just kind of watch it and then drift off to sleep. Eventually. Okay.
Diamond Dogs, go ahead and take a long rest. And do a I was out of spells. I already done that. That was just we already did all those. So Got it. Yep. And Trevor, I want you to make another um constitution saving throw for me while you're sleeping. Oh my gosh, sixteen. Okay. <coughs> Pretty good. That's true. I have a plus one constitution. So. Oh, we're all good today. Eros, you begin to stir. And as your eyes kind of begin to open, you see the sun rising. And you can see Domingo looking into the small fire that Tito had built the night before. And you remember everything that happened. Do I have all my memories back? They all have come back to you at this point. Thank God. I was I was seriously considering leaving you here. <laughs> and he remembers everything that happened while he was high? Yes. Interesting. So I think if I, nobody else is up right now? Only dances. What time? And so the sun's coming up. So I think arrows. It is just barely dawn. The sky is still very dark, but you can start to see the coloration coming from the from the west. Arrows would probably he would open his eyes, see Domingo, and close them again, and probably just think over what has happened recently as he's kind of trying to wake up. It's like you hit snooze in the alarm clock the first time. Sure. That's what I think kind of going on right now, and his eyes are probably pretty heavy. But after a few minutes of kind of just thinking over of what happened, and he has a circle it on, so he's just processing everything yeah. that went down. He peels his eyes open, and once probably body feeling a little weak as well, uh, sits up and looks at Domingo, is looking at the fire, and rubs his eyes and says, "Good morning." He says without looking at you. He's still looking at the fire and he says, good morning, arrows. And he reaches in and takes out the, uh, or he just reaches back and grabs the hand crossbow. Mm -hmm. And he says, kind of with a question in his eye, I do not know if you meant to give me these. <laughs> he, arrows smiles and like rubbing his one of his eyes, he <laughs> smiles and he lets a laugh out. And he goes, I did not mean to give that to you. I was, I was afraid of these. Do you want it? Well, if you actually like it, you can have it, but... Well, it is a pretty sweet gun. <laughs> well, it, no, this is a cro hand crossbow. <laughs> oh, it's a hand crossbow. It's a pretty sweet hand crossbow. <laughs> do you want it? I don't know what I would do with this. Did Mardigan see it? I don't know. Probably. Uh, Why? You want him to have it? No. No, no, no. I like, like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never, just never say that again. <laughs> Did he say anything about it when? Not to me. Oh. I just kind of looks a little surprised. Good, good. Um, and he looks around at everybody. Where's his backpack? You have it. You have it. No, I didn't. We grabbed. Remember? No, we we. Oh no, um, Kethed had it. Kethed's carrying. Yep. So it's by. Is it by you? Yeah, I probably laid it down next to me. Okay. I'm just sleeping over there. You can. Yeah. Did um? Did anybody go in my backpack? No, you told us not to. So we did not. Oh, it was smiles again. But yeah. it was a little weird because I thought 
I got the impression you wanted us to go in it. That you had some goodies to play with. But then when I went to open it, you said no. And I remember all my motivations, Brendan. Yep, you remember them all. Yeah. Um, I, looking back, it's strange. I can't necessarily explain why. That's true. <laughs> it um, was pretty weird. But I know that uh, I didn't care about it, and then it became um, became an issue, and then I wanted to. I wanted it. Mm. And as simple as that. There's nothing you can look in it now if you want to. There's nothing special in there. All of a sudden, Tito like sits up. His legs don't move. He's just got such great core strength <laughs> that he just sits up. His like eyes are closed. His eyes are closed, and he just looks over you and goes, "Do you want some toast?" <laughs> Arrows, arrows laughs again. He lets out like a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will take some toast. Do you like honey and cinnamon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <And> he, goes, <laughs> he gets the fire going again. <laughs> and uh, Domingo looks back at you and says, uh, are you okay? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I actually feel very well rested right now. Like, I could have slept for hours more but that was completely uninterrupted which is somewhat unusual nowadays so but i am talking about something else your heart he says Arrow, yeah arrows arrows can see the genuine is he genuine with uh -huh. it so he can probably see maybe the gen actually i'll insight check yeah, yeah, that. yeah yeah do it do it do it uh 20 okay. what do you think brendan persuasion Three. <laughs> <laughs> is it genuine? It is. It is. Uh, Eros will, he'll, his, Eros's first instinct is to kind of probably smile. He would mm -hmm. kind of maybe laugh at that, but he, he holds it back. You can maybe just see it in his eyes. And his, he smiles with his eyes. Mm -hmm. He goes, Is my heart okay? Yes. What do you mean? Well, I'm trying to figure out what you mean. Well, it seems to me, and he looks at Martian and Kethid while they're sleeping and says, It seems to me. You have been betrayed and you have lost a few people that you love. So it's all kind of getting, it's all hitting Eros. Now Eros heard the Fenwick message, right? Well, you were told about it. You, yeah, you were told. Yeah. Yeah. So, you overheard the whole conversation. You were sober for Thacia, but during the Danica message, you were high as a kite. Yeah. So and, and it was Eloise who told us about Fenwick being there. A. Louise is the one that conveyed yep. that Fenwick was there, that she right. saw Fenwick at Denarental. So you saying that, you see Eros kind of look blankly for a second, and you see him just processing something. And like he what he hasn't thought about that yet. And you and then he he looks into the fire and he puts his hand over his mouth and starts rubbing his chin. And he stares at it for probably like 20 seconds. Just lets it lets it the fire crackle and he he looks back at domingo and he says my heart's okay all right i'll make an inside check all right mm. Dude, i think mine's bad yeah 13 26 okay <laughs> there we go he's okay. back hey, hey you're feeling better huh i am happy to hear this Eros. i mean and that, that is a great relief to me. 
You see him. He, he then sits back with his with his back. Uh, is he? Is there something? There's something to lean up against. I don't know. Stuff? They do whatever. Do you lean like up your pack or something? Okay. Do we have. It, we can make it around trees and stuff like that, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, you can make. It yeah, so there's trees. probably we're in the jungle, so There's probably a bunch of. We're in the middle of a. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I don't know why Fenwick would do this. And I maybe Captain's right that he's not in his right mind to an extent, but if you're asking for my emotional state, and he smiles when he says that, Domingo, it's my my heart is okay. But I have to think about it. What will you do? And he looks at Marty getting Kethid that they're asleep. I think we just need to get back. To the island first, and we'll talk. We're on the island. Or, we're we're getting back to. You're, oh, we'll get back to the Carols. Yeah, Eros is. Yeah, he referred to that as the island. Oh. Well, to Domingo, he does at least. Mm-hmm. I think that we'll, we'll talk about it later. And Eros, you may you'll maybe get the impression Eros doesn't necessarily want to have this conversation at this moment right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, but then he uh, if if. Uh, Tito gives him the toast. Then he'll probably eat the toast and then um Yeah, Eros will just wait it out a little bit as he's thinking. Okay. Eventually the rest come to consciousness. The dome is about to fail. Who wakes up next? I would say it's likely Kethid. Kethid? Yeah, and you can see he wakes up and his eyes are dark underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks very pale, even grayer than normal, if that's possible. No expression on his face when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. He just gets up and packs and Kethid, yesterday was a good day overall. You should be happy with your victory. I hope my mother is safe. Sounds like she's more safe now. And you, Arrow, you could tell Eros is probably more chipper than you would be. He's been out for a while. Sounds like she's safer now than she's been in years. Kaza, this is a victory. This is a good day for you. And yet you're not happy. Are you not aware of what else, what other news? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Dacia. I'm sorry for Katya. You did just have this major victory, but I guess the next burden has been laid. Have you decided to focus just on this new burden, or can you enjoy what you've got, what you've gained? There is no victory here. We must be home. Shiro's kind of just look look again at the fire and shake his head a little bit, and uh, he won't say anything else until uh, Mardigan wakes up. I'm going to be a barrel of monkeys here. 
It's about 15 minutes later that Marmion <clears throat> awakes. Yeah, so you see him just kind of like, it's almost like he felt he didn't get into like, like in any kind of sleep roll or anything like that. It's so hot out here anyway. He just kind of like fell asleep where he was slumped. Then he just gets up, stretches, and start checks the egg again and starts packing up. He doesn't say anything to Eros. He just kind of looks at looks at Eros and just kind of like raises an eyebrow and notices kind of your I would imagine notices your a little bit of a demeanor change. Hundred percent. Not drooling. And he just kind of waits for Eros to again. He looks real distracted. So yeah. He's just kind of like waiting for Eros to start any kind of conversation. Yeah, well, Arrows probably try to make eye contact with him and then give him the the, old, the just downward nod, just an understanding, but doesn't so, break the silence. Yeah, so he just kind of like, Mardigan just kind of like nods like for you to come over. All right, Mar- uh, Arrows will do what he asks, like whatever he's wrapping up, and then he'll go over to Mardigan. So as soon as he gets close, Mardigan's like not taking his eyes off of what he's packing up. Like he doesn't really meet your eyes, but he says... So were you going to, uh, were you going to tell me why you were walking around with an illegal weapon in your packet? Eros smiles. So you did see it. And he looks at, he looks at Domingo when he says that. <laughs> and Eros has a big smile on his face and he says, Marty can stand up. He does. He does. And he gives you a hug. And uh, when, when he gives you a hug, he uh, he just says everything's gonna be okay. So like first, Mardigan like tenses, mm-hmm. but then he does kind of like he gives him a hug, settles into it, and yeah. then takes the hug like he needed the hug. Yeah, yeah. Eris said it's all gonna be okay. And uh, and when he breaks away and he says, "But I was hoping you didn't see that." And if, if, t- the, if the crossbow is laying by Domingo, he'll, yeah. he'll use Mage Hand and pick it up and bring it over to him. Uh-huh. And he'll just uh, like mess around with it. And he, a little bit quieter, but not enough to where you probably couldn't hear it. He says, I offered it to Domingo. I remember. No, I offered it to him again. To really have it if he wants it. Yeah, but why do you have it? Tea sales, man. They can get Mardigan. Mardigan actually laughs. Yeah. Like he actually, like, and he 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 laughs, and then he he puts a like a hand on Eros's shoulder and says, "Thanks." Eros just nods and he he drops he with his physical hands drops the hand crossbow, but Mage Hand picks it up and takes it back over to Domingo as he walks to his pack. Yeah. And Mardigan uh, just gets, resumes his packing. Starts getting his pack ready. Domingo says, I accept. Eros, Eros, Eros looks at you, smiles, and winks. You hear Dr. Doomberry in his sleep. He's like, pinch of time. Rosemary. No, not the rosemary. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Just like muttering random herbs to himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's making chili. Somebody write this down. <laughs> All right. New Mary, come on, wake up. <laughs> Mardigan puts the uh, dragon egg back in the portable hole just for ease of carry. He, he starts awake. Essence of crow. Oh, um, um. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and then Mardigan says, remind me not to eat his chili. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what essence of curl means, but I don't want any. I think you know. He starts muttering. Wasn't my chili recipe, you son of a bitch. Pot pie. That was a pot pie, Don't you know anything? All right. You get packed up. By the way, Eros the toast. Very crunchy. Yeah. Buttered on both sides. <laughs> Butter. But on the top, a little bit of honey and a nice sprinkle of cinnamon. Yeah, Eros kind of notes how he thinks it's cooked, but he compliments Tito on it. And he's very polite, very nice about uh, just how talking about how good it is. Do you know why it's so crunchy? Why? If it's hard to eat when it's crunchy, you have bad teeth. Eros kind of nods. That wasn't does. what you asked. <laughs> Those two sentences weren't related at all. Eros, Eros nods. That is a good test. Eros you know. nods and says, separates the weak from the strong. I am all aboard it. <laughs> so does that mean that people with weak or no teeth don't eat? Not my toast. <laughs> Baby, you know what, Tito? You're all right. Babies are missing out, my friend. I know. <laughs> they have to grow big and strong. What about the old people? They had, their time is passed. <laughs> <laughs> it or is my hard toast. To <laughs> <laughs> he can no longer eat toast as he pushes him out on the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot go my break. <laughs> All right, we get packed, I guess. Yeah, let's right. let's travel table it up. All right. One final roll. All right, who wants it, fellas? I, yeah, I like you. Well, okay, I will say, before we get into this, you notice there are no sounds of Taken. Hmm. Good. Thank God. Thank God. Those things suck. You've had your fill there, Jared? Yes. I mean, what you come up with next probably isn't going to be any better. <laughs> taken but puppies that we have to kill? Yeah. <laughs> the taken boopies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to roll this bad boy? Because I feel like I've been rolling like garbage in my test rolls. So. I think got high, so. Jeff. Yeah, I, was, I say my dad. Fine. <laughs> I just hurled the dice. 13. Lucky 13. Okay. A D8, please. Seven. Mm. Oh. Lucky oh. 13 and lucky hey. seven. What? This couldn't be more lucky. Oh my God. Okay. I really hope that's good. He's smiling. He's not sweating like he was when we had the dragon. Yeah, he's not. You... His eyeballs are popping out of his head. <laughs> no, I uh, I didn't poop myself this time. Yeah. The uh, the travel is pretty easy. You come to a place where eventually you can see um, dinosaur nests. Hmm. They are uh, abandoned. They are not being used at the moment. There are cracked eggs and no sign of activity recently. But Kethed, something catches your eye off in the distance. It's a coloration that doesn't quite fit in it's a fairer tan and then it hits you it's bleached wood it's a crate it's a plank of a crate 
you go over and begin to pull back some of the foliage and you can see a pile of lanthony emblemed crates whoa <clears throat> thank you can thank me later maybe it depends on what it is unless it's, unless it's human bones well, yeah i guess yeah, arrows. I mean, what's inside of them? I yeah, guess that's what. Uh, Mardigan Mardigan reaches into his pack and pulls out his crowbar. Yeah, and it goes to work on the crates, opening them up. This will, I mean, to open all the crates, it'll probably take you some forty-five minutes because they're it. they are well. Well, well we stuck. need. I, I think we need to know what's in these things. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think we yeah, do let's, it. Let's do it. All right. So, inside you find quite the quite the smattering hmm. there are uh, there are spoiled food no that's what it is uh there is a case of estalian wine okay put that in the port of the hole yeah oh and by the way martigan gave eros the portable hole back okay at the, at, at the there is a box of trail rations. There are 20 trail rations inside of that. Yeah, keep that. In one of the crates, you see a small lockbox. Okay. Are the locks moving at all? No. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Uh, Mardigan will take that, and after we do our search, I'll bust it open. There is a shipment of um, dances. You note this. It is a shipment of papyrian walnut. This is the magical wood that can be used for uh, creating um, weapons that require wood that need to have some sort of magical essence. Like bows and stuff? Bows, quarterstaffs, handles for uh, axes, poles. Yeah, stash. Mingo gets really excited and he explains it to you guys. Yeah. Sounds good. Stash it. Brambrock will like that. Most often they are used for creating uh, magical quarter stats, especially when they are combined with other magical woods. And lastly, um, you see a box of toys. Oh, that they makes are, me sad. They are worn and played with, well-loved, dirty, and muddy. The one that is the most heartbreaking is a small doll with a very muddy pink dress. So Morgan sees that and can't help himself and says, I think Rick would have liked that. Maybe. He liked his soldiers, though. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a city nearby that can maybe have some use of these and maybe bring a little bit of cheer. And he looks at he just looks at Captain real quick when he says that. But Eros will put it all in the portable hole, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mardigan has the lockbox, and I'm going to try it as we walk. I'm going to try and how big bust is it? The lock. How big is it? How big is it, Brendan? 
It's probably um small watermelon size. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and crack the crack the lock on this thing. Okay. Roll a thieves tool check for me. Okay. Uh eleven. Nope. And sure enough, the pick Snap breaks one. inside of it. Yeah. Okay. Let me adjust that. Is this uh, the difficult one? No. Oh, what you just found. Um, okay. I've got five picks though. Yep. Um, so um I'll give another one a chance. Go ahead. And if this one doesn't work, I'll I'll wait until I start rolling better. Um, 24. 24. You were able to remove the last pick and get around it, and shh, you yeah. are able to unlock it successfully. All right, what's in it? Well, when you open it... No, I didn't check it for traps. No, you did not. So does a 17 hit? Uh, yes, it matches. So you take two piercing damage. That's all right. I'll take it. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Yeah. Uh, constitution. Uh, 10. 10. You take 22 poison damage. All right. And you are poisoned for the next hour. That's okay. I'll take it. Um, As a little needle. Yeah. Punches out while you are lifting up the the lock mechanism. I'm out of I'm out of a uh, practice here, guys. Um or my conditions poisoned, you said? Poisoned, which means you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, I think. Okay. Um I'm going to use um five uh lay on hand points to neutralize and that. Neutralize it. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Uh what's in the box? Inside, in beautifully uh, placed little compartments, they like raise and like fold out. You find about 200 gold pieces worth of small rubies, sapphires, so 400 there. Okay, hold on, rubies, 200 gold. Yep. Um, sapphires, 200 gold. Sapphires, 200 gold. Okay. You find about 400 platinum pieces. Whoa! Okay. So that's about 4,000 gold there. Yeah, I'm going to put that in my coins, but it's all of ours. I don't consider it all, just mine. So 400 platinum pieces. Dang. Yep. All right. And then the final compartment comes out, and inside is um, 1,000 pieces worth of diamond dust. Nice. I show that to Kethan. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and give that to Kethan. So... Um, how much? A thousand gold worth? A thousand gold worth of yeah. diamond dust, yes. Awesome. So I, I give that to Kethan. Thanks, so Man. With, with, yep. with some disinterest. Okay. But I but I do hand it off to him. And But monetarily, we actually sad just... Sad is sad. Yeah. We sad. just paid for the trip, y'all. <laughs> so, all right. I was hoping y'all would find that. Yeah. Good. Okay. Onward and upwards. Okay. 
And then Mardigan, just for the note taking, that Astalian wine would probably that that crate of it would probably be worth some six hundred gold pieces to the right person. Okay, I think I had that. Trevor put that in portal hall. So yeah, I got everything. Amazing. Cool. All right. Hey, that that's great wine for uh, pastors. Let me get back. <clears throat> Agreed. That's true. An import. All right. <laughs> so. Eventually, as you begin to wind around on the road, you see Crasto ahead of you. And there are people there. Really? Yes. Is this the island we came in on? This is Saudade. And uh, Crasto is not too far from... um, Frolona. Yeah, it was abandoned when we went through it last, right? Well, you didn't go through it last. You went up around That's the ridge. That's the ridge. That's right. El Golos flew you up over to the monastery. Right. We see people? No taken? No taken. You see people. Awesome. You're welcome. We accept MasterCard? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll uh, enter across, though. Yep. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of entering as most of the walls, they do stand, but there are many holes through them, burned through with acid. You can see a lot of the individuals working to move lumber that they have cut recently to now try and patch the holes. And you see... uh, you see Lieutenant Ajamir in the middle of uh, the location over a table with a blueprint out. He looks up and notices you. Diamond Dogs! I was not expecting to see you. For a minute there, you were almost right. Either way, it's just, uh, it is a good to see you. It's good to be back. Welcome to Crasto. Or what is left of it. Have you seen any taken? They are gone. Good. He he kind of swallows and looks down. Do you remember a children's story? I believe they called it the Pied Piper. Yeah, sure. Mardigan, Mardigan's heard that one, right? Yeah, I think so. It is much less entertaining in real life. Who's the Pied Piper? The lion. Bam? Oh no. What did that guy do? Eros doesn't show. He raises his eyebrows a little bit, but then he says, where did he go? He headed north. Is he still on the island? I do not know. I have not heard from any of the scouts yet. 
Who did he take? All of the taken. Oh, God. That's real bad, guys. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. So, Mardigan just kind of like pulls Domingo aside and gives him like a bare bones overview of what we're talking about and mm. imparting to him how awful this is. It means he has a small army. Yes. Did he say anything? How did you even see this? Did he go through this village? No. He went through Frolona Fallen. That's remember. That's what he said. That's what the his passenger said. He wanted. That's why he wanted to kill the queen. Oh, I thought he was in control. Anyway, so we are going to make the best of this as we can with time. For now, it seems we are safe. He took the tank in north? Yes. How far? Did you send scouts? We sent scouts. I have not heard from them yet. Well, and maybe some good news. You perhaps have some more allies than what you did yesterday. And he looks at Kethid. The, uh, what's the name of the city down there? Uh, tux. Oh, yeah. Um, Texada? Yeah, Texada. There is a, a group of Texada that are rebuilding. <coughs> it is a mix of humans and, and orcs and everything else that should be friendly, believe it or not. They have, ally, they have joined together. The Red Bear tribe seems to have been they, their power has been diminished. That is good. There's an uneasy peace now. There seems, yes. The... I can't say how long it'll last, but... It'll last as long as the enemy is the same. If you need reinforcements, if you if you decide that you need to take this head on, or whatever, whatever needs to happen for this no that you have allies across the way because you have the same enemy. Roll persuasion check for me, Eros. Uh, 28. Perhaps this is an interesting opportunity. I will see what I can do. Thank you. Eros nods and he kind of surveys the rest of the village. A common enemy is a powerful thing. I agree. You and I are in complete agreement. Uh, yeah. do you, are you, uh, I'm guessing you're not staying long. No, we need to get back to the Herald Horizon. He whistles and uh, they actually bring over a couple of mule carts. Yeah, we've been walking a long time, guys. These will get you there pretty quickly. We'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Paso and uh, Muna has, have also been devastated. You may have find supplies there, but we did not find any survivors. 
I will send some bands to pick up the supplies. Obrigado for telling me this. You're welcome. Eros kind of puts his hand. Oh, she says something else. <clears throat> glad to see you again. Yes, but we must. It is for us too, but we must be going. That makes perfect sense to me. Eros puts his hand on his shoulder, kind of shakes it and squeezes it. Good luck, friend. I'm sure it won't be long until we speak again. Okay. And then I guess we go to the carts. Yeah, Marty gets on the cards. Yeah. So while we're on the cards, guys. <laughs> so while we're in the cards, guys, uh, Mardigan pulls out his coin purse and he uh, gives each of you a hundred platinum coins. Eros wants to specifically look at Domingo's reaction to this. Domingo said, looks at it and says, "No." He looks at Mardigan. I do not need this. I have enough monies. Tito puts Why? out his hand. Why don't you need Put your it? hand? <laughs> Domingo, forgive me. I I know you you've lived your whole life on this island, correct? Yes. Do you have any idea how much money I just handed you? Uh, it looks like a lot more than I need. I don't think you know where it is we're going, friend. You should take that. Boy, is different than Fenwick. He is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do not believe in monies. <laughs> what do you mean you've not been baptized? <laughs> well, he, he looks at you, Mardigan, and, and he, he shakes it, nods his head and says, if you say so, but if you need any of it, just let me know. Way, way different when, than Fenwick. When Arrows gets his... Mardigan, yeah, Mardigan just kind of shakes his head at that and, and says, fair enough. Well, when Eros gets his, he get, he almost gives all of his money to you to hold. I don't know. That's what we've always done. I've always given it to you. So Eros gives you his platinum. But uh, Eros, he definitely, he kind of smiles and nods at that exchange with Mardigan and Domingo. Yeah, Mardigan and Eros kind of share like a, that's nuts. <laughs> kind of, no, kind of a little. No, Eros, yeah, Eros yeah. loves it. No, Mardigan's just kind of like, he's a little amused by it too. It's like, but it's kind of like the whole, it is a mean it in a bad way, but he just kind of like gives arrows to look like, uh, check out this bumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So naive. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right, we make east. Okay. You trot into Frolona. There are people cleaning up the streets. You see small bands of carpenters trying to repair some of the wall brace it rebuild the gates is the old the the occupied part of the city open now it is though it is not fun functional yet it mm. is it is apparently safe to walk through save for the uh, the buildings that have been roped off that have either burned or collapsed there's a lot of repair to do this will take years to get back on track. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess we go into the city. All right. Eventually, you make, you, you make your way back to the main gate that you had left. 
and it's open, wide. Do we hear anything? Plenty of people trying to move things around. There are uh, the brays of, of donkeys, and uh, you hear the snort of, of pigs, as well as the, the cries of uh, children playing. Right before, like right as we hear that, and it's a happy sound, right? This is a, this is a good thing. This is life. Um, Eros maybe almost breaks the silence by saying, "Say your goodbyes quickly. We have to leave." Martigan leans over to Eros and says, "We should find Greg." Greg, Kathed, say your goodbyes. Whatever you need to do. Domingo, is there anything you need? Nothing. Give me a moment. I'll be back. Eros just nods and and he looks back at Marty King. Greg, anybody else? Unless you think Blair's still on the island or Val, I doubt it. Yeah, they're gone. Got the heads to where we had the encounter with uh, with Fenwick. Okay. And I guess <clears throat> would I, I guess the rest of us would if Domingo tags along with me and Martigan, we would find Greg and just go to the boat. Yeah, Iodide is with Greg. Perfect. Yeah, so I want to I want to talk to Greg in particular before we head over to the boat. Well, before I, mean, I know he's coming with us, but I want to talk to him. They are actually at the docks and they are talking with Captain Renegade. Okay, so let's do Kathed first, because well, before you know, we split up, yeah. Domingo watches Kathed because he's been he's been noticing that you're quiet, more quiet, mm-hmm. than really quiet, pale, like you said. Mm-hmm. And as you start walking away, he says, Domingo says, Ed. And he waits to see how you're You turn right, turn around. I just look at you. He like looks in your eyes and says, Do you need some help, Ed? Do you need someone to go with you? No, thank you. He turns, walks away. But do you want someone to go with you? He doesn't turn back, just nods his head. Just no. Domingo waits for a second as you're walking away. Mm-hmm. He turns around and then follows you guys. <clears throat> Keth, did you reach the location where you last saw Fenwick? Now I know there was a it was a kind of a large section. I mean, are there guards on the gates now? Or is that this was further away from that. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a little ways at the edge, right? Correct. Yeah, you were you weren't as close to the guardhouse at this point, um, nor the gate even. You're probably some some somewhere between ninety and one hundred and twenty feet away from the gate. It's it's a good ways away from there. He pulls out. <clears throat> he just finds a, a spot and some a pile of rubble, which is probably plenty of it. Some rocks. Oh, yeah. He pulls out his dagger and he finds a spot and he starts digging. And he, he digs for a few minutes, pretty deep, you know, pretty deep hole. And he takes off his, um, he, out of his backpack, he hasn't been wearing them. He takes off his formal robes, the robes of his priesthood and bishopry, and throws them in the hole. And then he takes the the locket with the holy symbol 
And he takes it and looks and dangles it over the hole. And... As you're Not... holding it, mm -hmm. a single tear forms and falls into the hole. He just closes his eyes and drops it. And he, he covers it up with dirt and puts a rock over it. And he begins to walk away and then he stops. He walks back, digs at it frantically for a second, and takes the amulet back. And it's, you know, I'm sure dirty. Yeah. And he looks up in the sky and he says, You have left me with nothing of her except this and a bone. Fenwick gone, Dacia dead. Katia taken. What more? What more can you take? And he, he, he looks back at the amulet like he's, he wants to throw it back and he just can't. And he just puts it in his backpack. And then leaves. He heads back to the boats. And then he stops one more time. Sorry, dramatic pause there. And he casts sending. Hey, he, he casts it to, to uh, Fenwick. And, and I say, Stratmore took Katia, Thacia killed. I have not forgotten my promise. Stratmore's fate is sealed. He has left me nothing except friends, sorrow, and vengeance. He stops. Is there anything Fenwick responds? You hear that? <clears throat> oh! Can you read it one more time, Uncle Jeff? Sure. Stammer took Katia, Thacia killed. I have not forgotten my promise. Stratmore's fate is sealed. He has left me nothing except friends, sorrow, and vengeance. Yeah, Fenwick says. He says, I know. Your vengeance is just. But you will not have it. You don't know what you're getting into. Tread lightly. My best to all. And when he says it, you can hear like, you can hear, um, you can tell that he's been drinking. And you can hear uh, 
like a, just a heaviness to his voice. Now, the, uh, I, you, you get the impression, I mean, you know, I mean, just the game talk that Kath has been giving giving Fenwick the benefit of the doubt. So, so yeah, this, you know, he definitely has this, 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 I think the part that shocked him is probably the, I know that's the part that hits him hard and it makes you yeah. go, you know, anyway. So I continue, I just walk back to the docks knowing that's where. Catherine, eventually you see Mardigan. Eros, Domingo, Dr. Doomberry, Tito, Grig, and uh, Hyadite waiting on the docks. So Mardigan is talking to Grig, and as you walk up, he's he's in the middle of saying, um, I know you're taking a ride, but I think you've got some skills we could find useful. Well, you're not necessarily long wrong about that. If Eros, if if Martigan is talking to Greg, like like within five feet, having a normal conversation, yeah, you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Eros is behind Martigan, like leaning against the door, like arms crossed, just watching, kind of with a slight smile on his face, watching the conversation unfold. Listen, we've got a little bit of a, and he kind of gives Eros a look and then looks back to, to Greg and says, Venture, we're starting up and um, if you'd be willing to sign on with us, I can make it worth your time. Let me put it this way. We'll call it um, strained relationship. It'll be complicated as our status. Mostly because of the whole me working for Lampany thing. Hmm. But here's the deal. You want me to have the good faith of Lampany because that's who I am, lad. Good faith. So Mardigan, Mardigan like kind of like his hand. Um, I want to do a... Let me do a sleight of hand check to see if I can get some coins out of my pouch without him seeing, if if that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, natural 19, so 27. Okay. Um, so he gets some coin. He, he gets like some coins out, and then he he holds out his hand to shake it. He reaches out, grabs them, and I palm him uh, five platinum. Okay. And I say. To smooth sailing. Well, shite. I know what I'm going to get with this. And then Mardigan just kind of like looks to the rest to like we're ready to go. And then looks to Renegade to start uh, preparing their departure. After Mardigan leaves, Greg just looks up at Eros and goes, you should normally just hand out 50 gold like that. 
Arrow shrugs and immediately like it breaks the ice, right? And Arrow's is like, oh, yeah. I don't know how you just got five platinum out of him. I, it's my charm. You never learned from me. <laughs> Arrow smiles. I can't believe that. I, I wasn't going to ruin that for you either. I promised myself I would not ruin that for you. Is this the door for the <laughs> Oh, and it's beautifully it? long. Yeah. Gorgeous. You Come see on. the mango eye in it. And he looks at you and says, uh, Eros, why don't you introduce me to your friend? <laughs> <laughs> because he's, he's, uh, he's Greg, the explosives expert, mustache expert. Domingo, <laughs> this is a good friend. Hang gliding expert. This is a good friend of mine, Greg. Greg, this is Domingo. We found him in the wilderness. He takes off his hat. Greg, it is a pleasure to meet you. You're a wild elf, apparently. What are you saying? Sorry. You are a wild elf, apparently. That I am. How could you tell? Oh, I was just saying that he said they found you in the wilderness, and I can see the ears are a little wonky, so I just put two and two together. I got lucky, like No, you nailed it. See? Look. And you are a dwarf. Guilty as charged. I, I don't know how to combat that. I, I, Anna, your ship are sharp wit and intellect. <laughs> you know how to pick them. <laughs> it is a pleasure to meet you. Great. I like your mustache. Solid start, Letty. Thank you. I like to keep it low and tight. <laughs> low and tight. What, you never tried to... Uh, there's nothing like curl on it when you got nothing else. No, I do. would like to curl it. Do you mind? Then he starts reaching forward. Eros, you see Eros squinting more and more. The <laughs> yeah, what is happening? He, he, he curls it. See what I mean? Greg, you've grown soft. That is a base. Soft. You never, you would never let anybody touch your mustache. And then you meet this man from the wilderness the first time, you let him just give it a good stroke. I've never met a wild elf before, have you? That's true. And I do think he likes it. <laughs> Is he looking at the bingo? I'm just saying desperate times call for desperate measures. What's desperate about this? I have not the shiniest, so you're just going to have to fill me in as we go. But that's a big boat. It's the only ticket off this stupid rock, and I'm getting on it. Yep. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, and do you plan on staying with us long? I'll be in for a visit. Eris is Eris not. Now that uh, I know where you live, I can come by and see you quite often. Yeah, Take we're not. Vacations there. We're not subtle, and we'll always have a room for you or a hammock. I have a hammock right now. Eris, oh, he I, says as, as they're walking out. Can I have like four different places for hammocks? Uh, maybe. We'll talk about it. All right, well. No. De devil's in the details. No, you can only have one. Shit. You've gotten soft. Did you know that? Is the bingo just following along? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tito, guess... Tito is walking behind you, dances, and goes, his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tito. He's like, he starts whispering to Tito. It is gross. Magnificent. I've never seen the like. I have no goal in life. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at Tito like, come on. <laughs> All right, you called me, but it, it would be fun. Yeah, you called me. Yeah, so Mardigan's talking to Renegade and uh, explaining Val's absence and Blair's absence. Well, before and, we get there, Hyadite is going to walk up to Kevin. Okay, great. She goes... 
It is so good to see you. You as well. I'm glad you're safe. Are you okay? No. We received word that Dacia was killed. The one who taught me. While disguised as the high priestess, as the the archbishop. And then Katya was taken by Stratmore. Katya was taken by Stratmore. He undoubtedly wanted her as a seer. Thank you for telling me this. I see now why your spirit is heavy. It is not my spirit you see, but my anger. You know I like anger. I am with you, wherever you may go. We'll talk more later. Good. I am looking forward to it. If only to gain more anger of my own. Are you with the group now? Uh, well, yeah, I walked up to where she was. She was with the boat, right? Right. Yeah, we're, that, yeah, we're, we're all kind of She was kind of letting that okay. other cool. exchange happen while you guys ended up turning and leaving, and that's when she turned to Kefa yeah. to just have a moment between the I'm two. I'm farther up the catwalk, too, talking to Rune again. Correct. All right, when you when you start walking back towards Domingo, kind of waits for you and says, "What happened to your clothes?" So I didn't have that clothes on. Oh, different clothes. No, no, those, those are different. Those, those are his, his, his robes of office. Yes, not robes of office. Yes, his best right. robes. But you do. I don't know if you noticed. That's that. I don't have my holy symbol on. He wouldn't notice that. I don't know. That's Domingo would. So then he says this. What happened to your holy symbol? Nathan <laughs> waits and looks at you. It was too heavy. And just walks away. Okay. <laughs> That's a dope line, Jeff. Yeah, seriously. Well, it we, was too heavy. Jeff went full metal right they before did. our very yeah. eyes. Okay. They did. Well. Metal. Captain Renegade is there welcoming you aboard the Harrowed Horizon. Um, and he, he sees Mardigan coming and kind of nods, tips his hat down. So, it's good to see you again. I'm glad you waited. We're only half a contract through. True. There are going to be some changes to our Return trip, unfortunately. All right. Fenwick is no longer with us. Sorry to hear that. Mardigan doesn't really even respond to that. And he says, we do, however, somebody willing to take his berth. And he looks over to uh, Domingo. You vouch for him? I do. He saved my life out in the jungle. 
he stays with you. Keep an eye on him. I'm not normally one to let strangers on board. But if you vouch for him, he can take Fenwick's spot. Also, Blair. That one I am aware of. I know that you already paid for her too, so... I mean, if you would be if you would be so kind as to transfer that payment to another friend of ours that we uh, an old friend of Eros's that we happen to run into that is looking for transport off the island and he points right. to Greg he points to Greg uh, all right yeah I met Greg he's with you then very good I see two other individuals a uh, human with a crazy pencil mustache mm-hmm. and a... <laughs> is that a gnome with nose hair yes yes he says it's a mustache but i'm starting to doubt him um also with you he is and i'd be more than happy to pay their fare i'll give you the same deal 30 gold for both of them yeah i count it out and i give him i give him a six platinum we're square here. Your chamber is going to be a little full, but uh, that's I think fine. We'll do all right. And of course, I I understand I am not the sailor she was, but if there's anything I can do to between Kethed and myself to fill in for Val's absence, please. Well, do not hesitate to ask. Val did step down, and uh, she will be missed. That being said, Flega seems quite up to the task. He nods over to the female dwarf that you had met. Yeah. I think she'll do just fine. And uh, as far as you pitching in, if you just want to keep doing some line work like you had. Of course. I think that would be all we need. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Mardigan. So Mardigan just kind of like gets, you know, does the salutations and all that, and then nods to the rest to join him on deck. Um, before you leave, he kind of t- says that as you're starting to turn away. I received word that you're wanted criminals. Indeed. Sounds like a load of horse hooey to me. You're welcome aboard my vessel. Thank you. Well, your character speaks for itself. I will say this. We need to figure out a new docking plan. I would like you to have supper in my quarters this evening. Absolutely. Just you and Eros and Kethed and... Well, if you say that that elf there is taking Fenwick's spot, well, I guess he can come too. Fair enough. All right. I'll yeah, so get to Mardigan turns and nods for the rest to, to join. And I tell them about the meeting as we get on deck. What I as I I when you kind of welcome us on deck, is, is Captain Renegade still there as we walk on? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I just say what is any word from Val or Blair? They uh they started to make north. They're heading towards the Astalian mainland. Okay. I will need to contact them. Very well. 
I, uh... I might as well give it to you now. And he pulls a letter out of his back pocket. It's folded up. It's not in an envelope. And he hands it over to you, Kethed. Missed it. Oh, dude, I forgot to print it. But I got okay. it right here. Go ahead. Okay. Do you want to read it or do you want do you want me to read it out loud? Just read it out loud. Okay. I, I would do the same or, or I'd probably give it to one of you guys to read. I can since. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. You got yeah, the accent. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a second here. All right, here it is. Kethid, I write to you because I needed to get something off my chest. I was not able to say it in person. I, I don't know why, but when I didn't say it, it, it was eating me. So I wrote this down. I honestly don't even know if I will have this letter given to you. I'm already leaving for Astalia with Val. You missed me. I also think you missed Fenwick. Even when he spoke of his pain, you started to hear, but you still moved to fix him. Your apology felt sincere. However, I can say that you missed the point of what he was trying to say. After he left, you still spoke of us needing to pray. You then told me all you can do now is survive. I know you said you didn't command me to you still looked to solve rather than to listen. I challenge you to learn to listen better. Don't try to fix it. Just listen. Part of me wonders if you would let me speak before he left, I might have been able to reach Fenwick. You cut me off. And I don't know now if I had even the ability to sway him. I searched for him because I believe I can bring him back. Thank you for understanding and letting me go. Again, I'm not sure if I will have you read this. I think this was mostly for me. I'm not angry with you, but rather I'm trying to be honest with myself and what I need. I hope everything goes well for you. Give my love to the Thorns, Eloise, and Danica. You are in my thoughts. Blair. Is that read out loud, or did Kathy just read no, it? No, I said, go ahead. I didn't want to read it. So, like, let's just say you passed it to Mardigan, and Mardigan read it out loud. Doesn't matter. Okay. I just walk away. You do? Yep. Just go on, the, on deck, and I'll go up to the front. Go up, see if there's anything I can do. So, if you just walk away, mm -hmm. is, is Renegade still there? Did he stay for that conversation? Brennan? Yeah. Uh, no, no. He handed the letter over and he walked away. So it's just, it's just uh, Tito dances in Mardigan. Yep. He looks at, uh, he looks at dances in Mardigan. Tito, can you go somewhere? <laughs> but he he smiles like he doesn't know how to handle him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Remove yourself, Tito. He leaves. He does. He looks at Martigan and dances. Kethid is going to be, I think, 
more or less out of commission for a while. I don't think we should burden him with any more than he needs to be burdened with right now. And maybe give him these next few days at sea. Let it be a time of rest. The detox, more or less. Maybe remind him of the victory, but don't remind him of his failures. He's had many on this island. But don't remind him. Well, uh, Domingo looks and says, I do not know if they are failures or these were just unfortunate circumstances that have befallen him. Maybe a little bit of both, seems to me. Eros kind of, he kind of smiles like, I appreciate that. Uh, he says, maybe. So not with like any anger, or like resentment or anything like that, but Mardigan says, I just hate that he thinks he failed Finwick. And then he like just takes the, I, I he takes the paper and like kind of like forcibly kind of hands it to you, Eris. Yeah, Eris will take it. And then says that as he walks away to just go get, unload and not to like catch up with with uh, Kethet or anything. But as he walks away, he says, Fenwick's the one that failed us. And he keeps, he keeps walking. He doesn't, he doesn't wait for a response. Well, Domingo just, yells back, "Yeah, that's that guy. Sounds like a real douche." <laughs> <laughs> well, but when you, right? <laughs> when you say when you say uh, Fenwick fails us, Arrows kind of like shakes his head and raises his eyebrows, almost like as, as if to say, "I don't agree with you, but I kind of like I get it." Yeah, yeah. It's like that was just you. You know that that's yeah. more that that's. Hundred percent. I got Mardigan's it. a black and white kind of guy. Yep. So <laughs> you, you completely understand that. Yep. But then Eros looks at Domingo and kind of smiles and he says, Welcome to the Diamond Dogs then. Probate. He smiles and but then he looks serious again and he says, So you do not wish me to speak with Catherine at all? No. Or to just now remind him of the things he has lost. Don't remind him of the things he has lost. Remind him of his great speech to the orcs, the fact that his mother is safe, that- You see Domingo thinking, and maybe he like interrupts, interrupts you while you're giving him like different examples. Things to talk about. Yeah, too. and he says, well, I did have it in my mind to do a special ceremony tonight for this fallen Thacia. Seems like she should be honored. A beautiful soul like that, never to return, should be honored. You see Eros like contemplating. And then he says, Sure. Do will, that. Will you play for it? Whatever you need, answer. Okay. And then, so then he says, In that case, I need you to do a melody like this. And he starts going, doom, 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 and like, just kind of <laughs> he's, plays he's out the melody. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow and, then the, and then the horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Give me the people. Yeah, Arrow's kind of, he starts nodding with it, and he's like, I got it. All right, that's it. All right, then I guess we start getting settled in on the boat. Back to our rehab clinic. The yeah, we horizon. know stuff's about to go down. Mm -hmm. 
Harrowed Horizon raises anchor and begins to set sail back towards Karis. And as it does, we're going to take a break. Hooray! Thank you so much for your patience as we take care of our needs for just a few moments. And now we return to the rest of the tale. We're back in. All right, Diamond Dogs. It doesn't take long to get back to your quarters and the ship begins to lurch forward. Dances. This is your first time on a vessel this mm -hmm. size. How you feeling, buddy? So Dances is... He's sort of just walking around. Have we already launched? You are getting into that process. Yeah, you can still look behind and see the port of Frolona behind you. Yeah, he's he's kind of walking around, making like nervous, kind of goofy comments to some of the some of the shipmen, or if you guys are around him, he'll do the same. Um, but he's also keen. He's looking over the water, and and you can tell he's he's excited. And he's, he tells you guys that he's excited to kind of see the sea more of the sea so martigan when he says that to martigan martigan says you know the view's way better from up there and he points uh near the crow's nest and see and to the rigging and domingo looks up and says and then he, he looks back at you and raises his eyebrows and said let's do it so well i can one of the jobs i like to do is work the lines i could i could show you the Pun intended, I could show you the ropes. <laughs> I would love to see these ropes. So Mardigan will show him the basics. And, and depending on how much time we have, uh, if if we have leisure time like this, Eros and it, Domingo's looking out over the water, Eros will clearly wanting to tell a story. He'll tell like a drama, but he wants to tell stories of like these like creatures in the water oh, or of um, just other, no, but like, like, like almost like narratives in a way mm -hmm. about uh, just things that happen in these under, underwater kingdoms and stuff like that. Just these little stories that were maybe your children's stories that he embellishes to you. Mm -hmm. But I think from our perspective, it would be genuinely interesting stories of telling of old tales. Oh yeah. Um, Domingo would absorb it all. Yeah, he'd be This is his first time off the island, period, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it does to both entertain and to grow closer, but to also maybe take your mind off of like home in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah, he appreciates both gestures and, and stays engaged. Cool. When did we have to have this meeting with Renegade? Did you say at some point? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the today. Was, he invited us to dinner in his cabin. <clears throat> So we, I'm assuming we don't talk business before then. I'm just working on deck. Whatever you can, mind, if you want to. Do whatever needs to be done. It's kind of cool if we don't. Oh yeah, Kethid is used to sailing. Is he getting yeah. lost in I the routines? A, I got an eye patch now. Yeah. Yeah, you're really looking the bird. <laughs> is it? Sorry. Is it I'm still sorry. just Mardigan's black? <laughs> got a parrot. And... Yeah. Peg leg. Peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you don't need that. <laughs> it's just on your knee right now. Your leg is behind you. <laughs> he growls, shut up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
Mardigan is like actually looks like he's visibly enjoying himself, like actually uh, showing Domingo the lines and actually having somebody else on the on on the team that has that kind of elven dexterity. Doesn't complain yeah. about exercise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edwin Canaros were not athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Athlete? That's amazing. <laughs> right. have, you, have you seen uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Do you think I'm an athlete? Because sometimes I don't think you see me that way. <laughs> well, <clears throat> some time passes, and eventually the dinner call is made. Okay. Yeah, so I head down. Mm-hmm. Go down. Okay. Yeah, we make our way. All right. The din din. We show T- we show uh, Tito and um, um, the gnome. Doctor Doonberry. Doctor Doonberry, where to? Where do they can? Where the mess is? Very good. But then we go to the cabin. Sounds good. When we get in there, I I speak to the I, captain. Give me a moment. I don't mind you being here. And I tell you guys what I, the sending I sent to Fenwick. I want to make sure you guys all know that. Oh, okay. Because I didn't tell, I hadn't shared that. Right. So. so here's his response again. I know your vengeance is just, but you will not have it. You don't know what you are getting into. Tread lightly. My best to all. You Mardigan, see- <clears throat> yeah, Mardigan just like shakes his head, like in disgust. You see maybe like the faintest of smirks creep across Eros's face. Um, he's just, but he's just looking at the table as you, it, kind of zoning out as you read it. Captain, we're sorry to bring such dark attitudes to your table, but it's been a, it's been a rough several, several days. It sounds like it. You don't have to tell me anything you wouldn't want to, but uh, you look like you've been through hell. Well, it's good to be among friends again. I can tell you that. Well, you work as hard as you want to on the lands, or lack thereof. I do appreciate what you've done for those islands. They were good for trade. So as far as I'm concerned, you've helped a lot of the shipping in this region. Now, that being said, I feel like we have uh, something to discuss about how we're going to get you back onto the mainlands. Because I'm not going to be much help to you there. But I can at least get you on shore. So, Mardigan speaks up and says, I've actually been giving that some thought myself, and he kind of just he says it to the to the group and not just to Renegade. <coughs> but I think I think using Kethet as a medium, I might be able to convince Isabella to help us. She all but runs Cyrenel. I'm certain that it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if the docks were outside of her reach. Hmm. You see Eros, he's kind of, uh, he, he has his hands exactly like this, kind of over his mouth. 
and uh, it doesn't really move as he as you speak. He's kind of maybe even slouching a little bit. And uh, he says, Mardigan, why do you trust her? I think it's, I think it's mutual. I think because she trusts me. So you trust her completely because she has some sort of fondness for you? I wouldn't say it like that. And how do you know that she trusts you? So Mardigan just kind of like, like he coughs kind of uncomfortably. Um, And then he says, she and I have similar goals and I think she believes that we can, our relationship can be mutually beneficial to one another now and further down the line. Eros nods. So are you saying that you could benefit one another or that you trust each other? I wouldn't say that I trust her completely. Eros smiles and nods a little bit. But I trust, I trust her motivations. Do you believe that she would do anything that she needs to do to get things done? So he, he kind of like, you see, like, just kind of like a, like, again, a little bit of a, almost, not quite a blush, but he says, she has a way of getting what she wants. She has a way of crawling under people's skin, doesn't she? Fair enough. So then the question that we need to ask all of us is what does she want? What does she want more than anything right right now? Not long term. Think right now. Kathleen, what do you think she wants? She wants us to owe her a favor. Why? So she can use us. For she, what? For her own Aust- power. Ostour. You think Eros raises his eyebrows and looks at Mardigan. You think that she cares about Ostar right now more than anything? I think she cares about building power to fulfill that larger goal. He shakes his head. Mardigan, you're thinking too long term. Kethid, think, what would she want now? I don't know. He looks back at Mardigan. So Mardigan just starts kind of nodding his head. Like he's starting to follow you. Just tell us. He looks at Domingo. He gives a quick look at Domingo. Just just kind of offer to see if you have anything to mm-hmm. say. But if you don't, then he's going to quickly move on. No. He says, I've been thinking about what we would do as well. And especially after the news of yesterday, if I was her, and family is as important as she seemed to say it is, oh. I would be devastated. I had, I'd forgotten. So then it goes Vengeance. back, it goes back to my question, Martigan, how much do you trust her? Domingo, Thacia, 
<clears throat> the one who taught me was her sister. See, Domingo. Her yeah. older sister. A little bit older. shaken by that. Does, does Domingo seem to get it? He, he says, that is a bond that has serious ramifications if ruptured. He says something along those lines. If well, in a way, her. in a way we can use it to our advantage in negotiations for her help. If she believes that we are there to right that wrong. Arrow, 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 this may be getting a little annoying to Mardigan. I don't know, depending on how Mardigan No, no, Mardi, Mardigan's in, in, in planning mode. Okay. He's, so Eros, Eros again, leans, he maybe leaned forward to, to ask kind of if Dances wanted to do anything, but then he leans back again. And he says, what advantage do we have of talking to her? And think about the complications that could happen if a powerful entity in Karis knows. <clears throat> If a powerful entity in Karis knows, then the many limbs of that entity will also know. We might ruin her. We might ruin us, Kathed. Well, that if she goes down, we do in this in this case. If she's compromised, we're compromised. Right. That's why Martigan, I'm I'm begging you <clears throat> to think about how much do you trust her? I don't think that there's any benefit in going in there noticed. I've been thinking about this since basically we've left. No, I'm more, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that she might find a, that she might be able to give us a way into Serenale under, without raising suspicion. She Marty, might be able to hide us. We but. can get in, we can get into Serenale so much easier. We, between between your ability, my ability, our ability, I think that we can get in no problem. But I first wanted to see and to gauge the room if we think that we need to even talk to Isabella first. I do not believe that we do. In fact, I think going into Karis and ultimately to Bannockborn, unknown, is going to be one of our biggest advantages. She may even blame us for Thacia's death. Arrow smiles when you say that just a little bit. I don't know if she would necessarily blame us, but I think that if she knows that we're wanted in Bannockboard <clears throat> and her sister died in Bannockboard, those seem to be common pieces. Then if she heard about the death, then she will certainly know that we are wanted. And what do She's, you She absolutely knows that we're wanted. She does. And she, and she, she knows about the death. She's too powerful not to. So if it was her benefit, she would turn us over if that would give her more power. She might not know it was Thacia. It's well, possible. I don't know the details, only that she seems to have been revealed at the last moment. Okay. So there, because the person who told me your favorite person, Mardigan was Guy, he told me, he saw, so, so he's, he, he's not a powerful anything. So the fact that he saw, and he also knows better than to lie to us. Yeah, I don't trust him. But I, but we, I think we have to use him if we can. We this will. is, this is just my theory, and I'm willing to be wrong. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear Martigan out specifically. No, I think you're, 
I think you're probably right, but we have to decide not just the, the immediate problem is getting back into Karis. The secondary problem is what to do once we're, once we're on shore. Where do we go from there? Those are two different conversations, I agree. So if we're in agreement then that getting into Karis as unnoticed as possible is the way to go, then I think that we can move on. Captain Renegade, do you know of any, any ports or means by which we might more easily slip in unnoticed? without putting the Harrowed Horizon in danger. The captain I served with always said that a captain knows smuggler's ports. Sierra Neal is the biggest smuggler's port in Karis. They had to be because of all them walls. Now, here's the deal. If this is how you want to proceed, I can get you into Sierra Neal unnoticed. But we also have means of getting into Lindo. That is also an option to you. Hey, Jeff, why don't you pull that map up? Certainly share. Oops, wrong one. Okay. Yep. I don't know. He looks around at everybody. I don't know how I feel about the Verdant Vestige right now. No, I agree. I do. It's not, it's, not, it's not like they owe us favors. In fact, we could be argued that we owe them. <laughs> Arrow smiles. They tried to kill us, more or less. <clears throat> You're not the one that got arrested. <laughs> we have okay, someone, we have someone so, trusted in Lindo, though. Okay, so Bannerberg's up here. Sirenelle's up here. Windows down here. So I'm, I'm sure that Captain Renegade has a map like this or something similar, huh? Oh, yeah, he's got to. The, fast, oh, yeah. the fastest way is to still go through Sierra Neal. Yeah, it is faster. I, I personally do not want to go to Lindo right now. Yeah, because we have one friend there, and even that's iffy. So that so so I'm just like I'm pointing here at these mountains, Brendan. That's that's where the hill giants were, correct? Uh, not quite, not quite. Okay. The hill giants actually, if you go to Larette, due east, the hills there. Okay, that's got where it. the hill giants were at. And this is the the swamp, right? The, yes, that that is the swamp where you guys went and fought so, uh, against the Medusa. So Dinar and the Black is... Dragon. Is somewhere up here, right? The first fork. Okay. The top one. So there, there. That's where it is. Where is it now? I'm sorry, move your it's right here. Okay, got it. Do you see it? Can you see my mouse? Yep. No, okay. Yep, so it's it. it's it's right there. Um yeah, that's that's the that's the most direct route is Cyrenel and to Bannockburg. But man, how long is it gonna take to get because once we get to once we get to if we did this on foot. It's going to take a long time to get to to get to this uh, this this shore here, and then we've got to get across into Bannockburg. Now, that's again a secondary conversation, but um, I've got to believe every boat and every airship will be searched for us. 
Martigan, you have some friends in Bannockburg, correct? Once we get into Bannockburg, I can get us into Bannockburg and we can stay underground. That can they help be... us? Can they help us just outside of Bannockburg to get us in? Not for free. Well, money's no problem. I have a bunch. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about them asking for money. I'm asking for them asking for more than money. Time, energies. We have these two. Not as much time as you think, Domingo. Then we will be quick. So it looks like Cyrenel to Grillion to Grillon. Grillon. How do you say this one right here? Chassés? Uh, Chassier. Chassier. And then do I know of a, of a maybe way? we can catch a boat into Bannockburg from there. Do I know of a way, Brendan, to get across that river? Um, Is there a port, you know, a board or somewhere? There are some there are some ferries you could probably look for in some of the smaller villages. Well, Arrow speaks up. It doesn't matter because the city is still shut shut down. They would. I can see get us. I can. I can get us in. It, it not not cheaply, but I can get us into Bannockburg. You can. You can get us from a boat unseen. Almost certainly, it'll just take. It'll take some doing, but. If you give me enough time, I can do it. How claustrophobic are y'all? Not at all, speaking for myself. Not Domingo? I'm good. I've been in pretty tight places before. The but reason I ask is because I could have a couple of crates that might need to be delivered to the inside of the uh, city of Sierra Neal. That would actually be perfect all you would need to do is give me a name of who to deliver them to he looks at eros i feel like you might be the man for that eros eros smiles and he said i know just the person very well is this we... what you want to do i don't see many options i don't think lindo is an option no, Lindo's out. <clears throat> Unless I just believe that every every route into Bannockburg will be watched. <clears throat> well, that's no doubt. Long long outside of Bannockburg itself. But I may not be able to help much with this docking and sneaking business, but once we're on land, I can help us sneak around. Hmm. When it comes. The person and the person I'm thinking of in Bannockburg has been has been getting things into the city unseen for a very, very long time. Kathy, there's no doubt this is not going to be pleasant. Or easy. So getting to the river then is where we need to get across the river from Bannockburg. Re Renegade, what are you going to tell the people in Sierra Neal? <clears throat> tell them we stayed on the island? I'm going to tell them I never saw you after I dropped you at port. Good. We have a little bit more baggage than I would have liked, though. And he looks at Kethid and... The uh, dances. I'm not too worried about Grig, but I am worried about your friends, Domingo. Tito is fine. Dr. Doomberry, he might give us a little bit of a run for our monies. But like I said, if it really comes on to it, I think I can keep him quiet. Well, I don't think I'd I should come. Where would she go? I don't know. 
She could stay with my friend if she's willing. She will not like it. Arrow says with a smile. I think that's a decision left for later, Captain. Before I... uh... No, I'll just throw it out there. It's not unheard of for me to be carrying crates or packages that need to be delivered inland. Sometimes they got to come through port. If we were to have enough food stored away with your friends and they weren't claustrophobic, it's terrible, I know, but I could have them shipped right to your city. Errol doesn't say anything. I do not think they will go for it. <laughs> well, that's what we that need. That's what we that that's an excellent that's an excellent transition into the second part of this conversation. Are we sure Bannockburg is where we want to go? Hmm. I, for one, would. While part of me desperately wants to save Cal Zen, if we if he can be saved. I am worried about Danica. But. I understand that Bannockburg is closer and I also have someone there that I'm worried about, though I suspect she's fine. Eros kind of adjusts and leans forward just slightly. Tethan, what do you think? This is less about saving. And more about? Balance? No, that's not the word. Revenge. So he says that. Renegade chokes. Yeah, and Mardigan just kind of like looks over at him. Raised eyebrow. Gethed. Are you saying you want to go to Bannockburg? And kill? The ones that executed Thasia. Can you think of a better idea? Mardigan just kind of chuckles and shakes his head and said, you understand that those people are the highest ranking members of the Solarium, correct? I do. Well, this just got interesting. <clears throat> when you said revenge, Eros hasn't like adjusted his gaze or maybe even blinked at you since you said that. And he says, Captain, what do you expect to do and what do you expect to accomplish? I expect to be captured. I expect to face the ones who did the execution. And perhaps I expect to die as I take them with me. Beyond that, I hope, dare not hope too much. (laughs) 
And Catherine, you need to leave this room. You're no longer useful. Domingo looks at arrows. Mardigan, do you agree? Mardigan looks at Cathed and then Taros. He says, We lost so much. More than I ever thought we would on that island. We left lords. We returned fugitives. But I made you a promise, Kevin. A long time ago now that I would that your enemies would be my enemies and I am not for one one to to judge a man who chooses revenge not when I seek it for myself so if that's where you're going Kethan I guess I'll go with you. And perhaps you should leave, Eros. <clears throat> Eros Eros raises his eyebrows and nods and says, Yeah, maybe I should. I thought this was a table of lords, but I guess it's just a table of fugitives. And he looks at Martigan when he says that. Do you not realize that there's people depending <clears throat> on us? Kethid. What's that boy's name? The boy you love? The brother of Katya? What's his name again? Do not weigh me down. I'm not we weighing you down. I'm spurring you on. Remember what you're fighting for, Kethid. I am fighting for the to blood. To die. You said that. I it's not my purpose is not to die. I stated what I was willing to do. Their blood calls to me and I will see it. You think the best course of action is to go into Bannockborg, one of the most populated and highly powerful places in all of Karis, to walk in and take down and destroy the religious hierarchy. Then tell me what you would do. Tell me your plan. I think there's more at stake here than you're giving credit for. I think that there's much, much more at stake than you realize. This is not just Bannockborg. This is not Denarantal. This is Karis now. Exactly. So we are going to walk into a place and possibly risk all hope of Karis for maybe justice, but for revenge that is based off of, I'm going to say, impulse. Kevin, we will kill them if that's what you want. But do you think it has to happen now? Think like a lord, not like a fugitive. 
Kalzen thought like a lord. And what did he do? Got arrested. Charged with treason. And thrown in a dungeon. Kalzen is the favored son of potentially Bannockburg's most powerful noble drow house. And who will save them, Mardigan? If not us? No one. No one. So Arrow smiles and says, then I guess we have to. And that relies on us staying alive, Kethid. Then tell me your plan. I think that we go to Cyrenil. We use Mardigan, whatever, that's his area of expertise. We get into Bannockborg. I do agree that break getting your friends out may be useful. And if Guy is there figuring that out, that's more information that we could use. I have some thoughts on how we could get in with them. But after that, I would think that we would leave, live to fight another day. Unless you would like to somehow either go fight these religious people and then somehow break our friends out of prison, or we would have to break our friends out of prison and somehow make it to these priests. Both of those sound absurd to me, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. His name is Champ. Eros, Eros smiles and says, ah, Champ. That's right. It'd be nice to see him again, wouldn't it, Kethed? To comfort him. I don't even know if he's okay. Kath that I know maybe better than anyone at this table, I know how badly you want this. A part of me wishes this boat was sailing somehow to Ostour so that I could find that for myself too, but you choose the enemy, you choose the ground, no matter when it is, and I'll be right by your side till the end of it. I want victory. Victory. That's a conversation we can have, Kethet. Then let's have it. Eros then leans back in the chair and puts both arms on the armrests. And he says, let's talk about victory then and how to accomplish that. You ever thought captain in a boat, Eros? Eros smiles and kind of furls his eyebrows and says, no, why do you ask? You're damn good at it. Mm, we'll see. We have to get to land first and not <laughs> die. Well, listen, when this is all said and done, if you ever have a hankering to truly learn the ropes of sailing and try your hand at the first mate, I'll make sure you have a spot. You know what? I may take you up on that if Val isn't there. She's going to make me exercise. I'll remember that. 
You see Mardigan just kind of not glaring, but staring at at Kethan, who I doubt is meeting him. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's just kind of blank, blank faced, looking into space. Domingo, you are <laughs> just the way he freaking looks at me. I think it's I think it's the mustache. Domingo, not understanding necessarily completely what's going on. What are your thoughts? Well, as you say, I do not quite understand everything that's happening, but it seems to be a big mess. Yeah, why don't we take why don't we take the time here? This is Jared saying this. Why don't we take the time here at the table to to catch Domingo up on that's a good the current the current state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Also, Renegade too. He might have some that's he might have some insight. Yeah, so I guess we would probably we we wouldn't tell Domingo everything. We'd probably tell him from the party. Mm-hmm. We would tell him about Isabella and leaving Lindo and Zarda. We tell him about Zarda. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. We That's talk about do. yeah, certainly. We talk yeah. maybe if he has questions about the Fenwick situation, so you can pretend like you're filled in on the Fenwick situation. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, his son Stratmore mm-hmm. will even mention him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he would ask about like mm-hmm. um, press more about information for, about Stratmore. Okay, sure. so we'll, we'll tell him. We'll, we'll tell him about we'll we'll tell him about the the uh, the spirit guardian the child spirit guardian back in Dunarental. We'll tell him about him stealing the 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 um the relic. Katya. Well, um, we would we yeah. would probably. I uh, told her that you was serious. He yeah, would probably yeah, yeah. we would, and I'm sure he would be interested. We would probably talk about being commissioned to go to the castle. Why yeah. we were commissioned to go to the castle, and then how we came. About. What it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What that thing did. Now, one one thing that I think that Eros would maybe interrupt if somebody tried to bring it up, and he would he would uh, <clears throat> say, "Don't talk about it." Is the contract, Eros? If somebody, if Eros is telling the story, you would notice that he skips over the contract. If somebody else starts talking about the contract, Eros would uh, somehow interrupt and nip that in the bud. That's the only thing I think that Eros would would hold back okay and we tell him about the the um solarium sending us to the island to confirm us as lords and the disciples of the phoenix yeah okay is there anything else that you could think yeah, of? I was, well i was just gonna ask about the disciples of the phoenix so you fill that in mm-hmm. yeah um no all, all down to business. So, so, you, so you pretty much say everything except for the contract. I, I think, yeah, Eros would want to leave the contract out, but he would say it's our kingdom. Yeah, okay. Um, and if he has questions about day-to-day stuff, right, we can talk about that. And, mm-hmm. um, okay, so Domingo listens. He doesn't say a lot. He's just listening. And he asks questions, like I said, further about Stratmore and some of these other key areas. Um. But he, he just says that that's a lot to, to process and to think about. Um, is it too much, Domingo? It is different. It's just different. I do not know this, these politics or I don't like them. I don't know them. Domingo Ikking, these politics can weigh on you and absolutely eat you alive. So you have to just think of it like a game. 
One that we're currently losing. It's just a game. Nothing more. What do you mean? Er Eris smiles a little bit as he's probably like fiddling with something on his plate. You'll see more the more we play. But don't let it wear you down. Don't let it get to you too much. Don't let what get to me? What am I going to do that's going to get to me? I don't know. I'm just trying to warn you. Go on suicide missions like Captain proposes? He's talking about the game. That seems call like it. a part of it if you did that. Well, he, he's saying that we will become part of this game to win the game. People rely on you. And our decisions now are not merely what are you going to eat, what are you going to drink. Our decisions now affect people on a large scale. That burden weighs heavy. I have had, I have had a little bit of leadership role in my village. So I know a little bit about these difficult decisions, but not on this scale. I need some time, but I will help. We'll need it. As of right now, Domingo's the only one not wanted. They don't know he exists. We don't know the full we don't know the full situation in Bannockburg though, how locked down they truly are. Would he be able to walk in the streets for some time or is that completely off the table? Sounds like the city is completely under Zarda, the of, uh, under once the I find thumb. once I find a way to speak to Zarda, she could tell us all of that. Okay. So getting to Sierra Neal, you're you can handle the situation, Martigan. Okay, yeah. Bannockborg is Bannockborg is Martigan's responsibility. He'll take over that. Anything you need from us, Martigan, just let us know. What are, what are the ob objectives? Remind me one more time. What are the objectives for going to Bannockborg? We're gonna get in. We're gonna we're gonna save. We're gonna save Calzen if he's alive. We're gonna try and save Guy. We're gonna feel out the solarium. Yeah, the whole so a little bit of reconnaissance Any, mostly. Anyone of Lunarium that is captive. But it, the archbishop is still free it, somewhere. It's base, yeah. Well, it's basically a rescue. See mission if we can find with, her. Yeah. It's basically a rescue mission with some reconnaissance involved. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but I view it as a rescue mission first. <laughs> Do you um, think we will get a chance to visit the school? You know about the school? Well, I assumed you would tell. Oh me. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because uh, the headmaster yeah. Moreau yeah. was involved in this. Yeah, he was. Runeholds. He definitely was. It's under Runehorse, mm -hmm. right? It's under suspicion and lockdown as well. What you had been told is that Brunorth sealed itself off from the city. Oh, got it. We do have a friend on the inside. Do you have business there, Domingo? Well, I just, no, I do not have any business, as you know, but I am curious to see a school. It sounds a little silly, maybe, but... I've always wanted to go to school. I did it not. is a part of magic that I don't know a lot about, I've read about, but I would love to see. Do you trust the, the headmaster? You see Eros kind of like, think about that for a second. And then, I think so. Can you send him a message? 
I could. You could probably before you do that. Before you do that, remember that no matter how pure his intentions might be, he was close personal friends with Stratmore. Well, so so when you say the sending thing, Mm -hmm. and the arrow says, "I don't trust him like that." That's what I wondered. But he he is one with power enough to get us into the city. Who is your other contact? He's our contact. Got it. If we wanted to reach out to him, we should do it when we're in Bannockborg. I think Zardas Zardas are not a, not only our best shot, but potentially our only shot of getting into the city. If we have any friends at all in the city, they will be watching for us, just as our enemies are. Not if they don't think that we're there. Right now, we, we know I have contacted Guy. I have contacted one of the other priestesses within my order. Maybe contact somebody that you don't trust as much and give them some false information. Tell them that we'll be back in, when we land, when maybe even when we get to Lindell, tell them we'll be there in three weeks. The diplomatic pouch could also act as that kind of misdirection as well. Yep. Belzen told us not to write back. They don't necessarily know that. We would have to make sure that obviously we don't get Renegade involved with this at all. We'd have to tell them we're taking some sort of different boat. I do appreciate that. But no, that's an absolute possibility. I still think that we don't do this until we're in Bannockborg, though. <clears throat> I worry about Renegade's ship, though, because they know we're, our relationship with them, with you. I don't think... I don't know how much we want to look into that. They've, I don't. I don't need to dock here. We're good. He could hate our guts for all we know. If I told you, would it ease your conscience? <laughs> Maybe. First okay. So, so get out of here. Martigan, you handle <laughs> Bannockborg. You need anything from us? You let us know, Domingo. I think that we use you from Sierra Neal to Bannockborg. There's gonna be lots of traveling. We might be able to get some faster way of transportation in Sierra Neal, but I really doubt it. So if you do have ways to help us, maybe start thinking of those or whatever you would do. Maybe we could fly again. I know there are more of us now, but you mentioned you can do it. Maybe, I don't know if anybody else can. We can do it for a short time. We can leverage it at least. We could always travel at night as well. Kathet, are you happy with this? So we we become shipped into Sierra Neal? I have a contact at Sierra Neal that I trust. That will we will ship these boxes that we will be in to them? Or that's the plan. I trust Renegade with that. I mean, my initial thought was that we could take smaller boats and sail ashore and maybe somehow sneak on. That's not my area of expertise necessarily. I think I got you covered. All right. So long as you know a name and a potential address or business. And you're sure they do not know your contact with this person. I don't know how they would. Works for me. All right. Kathy, you're good. All right. Did we already eat? 
Yeah, we've oh, been yeah. eating this like took like here. three and a half. I was gonna hours. say. So, I guess then Eros is gonna stand up <clears throat> as the kind and look around and kind of maybe signifies the end of the meeting. And he says, <laughs> he looks at dances and he says, "Do I have to get my loot?" Yes, I would appreciate this. For what? Gathered, I believe I mentioned that it was in my mind to perform the dirge of my people for the fallen. Thacia, the beautiful soul. If it is okay with you. I appreciate your concern. But I don't think, no, please no. Domingo looks at you for a second. But our mission is complete. I will joyfully ask you. What will that be? I don't know. So, Mardigan stands suddenly and and walks over to Kethid, places a hand on his shoulder and says, follow me. And he walks out of the cabin. Good night. <laughs> and he looks back at Kethid and says, I understand your hesitation, Kethid, but this is something maybe you do not understand. You're not always, you cannot always pick the timing on such things. Then you do it. I won't be there. All right, well, he spins and walks towards the door. Eros and I will be up on the deck in 20 minutes. Kevin, if you see Eros, he does. He make sure Domingo doesn't see it, but Eros is kind of like, you can tell he's doing a favor. Mm-hmm. Like, er, like er, if you get to Eros, just, is it like, so I'll take it as Yeah, Eros I'm taking is, a bullet for you. Well, no, he's doing a favor. He doesn't, him. he's just doing a favor for Domingo. Domingo I'll try to, yeah. That's kind of, you, I get it. Yeah, you kind of get him that, but, but Eros will, Eros will leave to probably go find his pack and start warming up. Mm-hmm. I'll go out. And just enjoy like 20 minutes of quiet time. Yeah, I'll look for Fenwick. I mean, for, um, Fenwick, I did it again. <laughs> See, my mind goes, you know. I'm looking for Fenwick. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's night now, Brendan. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. It, you went in at supper time and spent like three and a half, four hours in the captain's chambers. So it's like 10 p.m., something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you see Mardigan leaning at the rail. He's not hiding. I mean, he's 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 leaning at the rail. Maybe um, just looking out at the shore or at the, the, the uh, horizon or where the horizon would be listening to the waves and just kind of silently waiting for you. I walk up. So you walk up and now you see Martigan as you get close, you see him spinning his, his dagger absolutely like he does when he's thoughtful. And he says, he doesn't, 
turn to you when you, you, you come up next to him, but he says, you're not wearing your holy symbol. Do you want to talk about it? I think what I told Domingo fits. It was too heavy. Why? I have nothing to say about it right now. Kethet, I don't, I can't even begin to even pretend to understand what you must be feeling right now, but and I can't believe I'm going to be the one to say this, but I think now is a time for faith and not doubt. I don't lack faith in Kamaria. I know she is there, but I know she is taken from me. And that is the reality. She is not protected. She has not provided a means for escape. She has not lifted her hand. I have no doubt of this so I have plenty of faith and no doubt so because she's taken from you you'll take from others because Catherine That doesn't sound like something Kamaria would want from you. But then again, Mardigan just kind of looks out at the at the sea and says, Kamaria is not the only game in town. Does your god okay with vengeance? Mardigan laughs. He actually, actually doesn't chuckle. He actually laughs. I wouldn't say he's okay with it. More that. He encourages it. Then tell your God, I come for vengeance. And he turns and walks away. Mardigan, Mardigan lets him leave and just stays and looks out at the water for a little while longer. Maybe for the rest of the 20 minutes before this service starts. Anything else before we get there? I'm, just, I'm going to the beginning to roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I go below. Okay. Sorry. Let me do it on your show. It's okay. It's up to you. I'll do a wizard without you. You just do it right outside the door? The show must <laughs> yeah. go on. Do it really loud. It you, like hear, you hear from the hallway, Como esa mesa en el stool. Okay, so we're gonna have to role play the whole thing. But uh, you see Domingo waiting there at the front of the ship, very dramatic. He waits for, he tells you to go stand behind him and to the right a little bit mm-hmm. against the side of the boat. Yeah, he does what you tell him. And Martigan, are you there? Tito, you better be there. Yes. Yes, Martigan is there. Okay, I think we are all here. Is Greg there? Oh, yeah, Greg's not missing this. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. And he looks down, and then he looks back up into the night, up to the right. You guys sing a song? Yes. I ate some grass. Oh, I sorry, ate guys. some bugs. <laughs> I ate some grass. <laughs> I can see you. And then he looks up into the night, and he says... We have this lands have lost a very beautiful soul. And he says, one of the commandments of the Moon Mother, he looks to everyone, is to create and bring beauty in the world. Because life is made to be beautiful. And sometimes the beauty is taken from us. And it is a great tragedy, but new beauty somewhere, some way will grow. And he looks back at Eros to play. Eros plays. The tune. And as you play, he begins to chant kind of a mournful, kind of a mournful, sort of sorrowful uh, chant over on top of it. Then he begins to move kind of with the wind. You you notice the wind starts to pick up a little bit. And he begins to move with the wind as he's chanting. And it kind of, it's sad, but it's also, it's something that that's nice to look at at the same time. It's alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he he just goes in this manner for a while, gesturing kind of towards the sky into the heavens, and almost to the to the nature around him, into the wind that's blowing. And it's a it's a gentle and interesting and a, a kind of a neat experience. I don't know, arrows. Feel yourself actually getting almost moved by it. Hmm. You see others beginning to feel it as well. Grig actually like puts his head down. I can't help but like keep his eyes up, but he feels the heaviness of the moment. 
And as it passes, there's something beautiful about it. Yeah, I guess Eros would probably slowly let it fade out too. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe, maybe even nature becomes a little bit more powerful. You hear the waves crashing more. The waves, the the wind is more evident to us at this moment as Eros kind of stops and he takes in the moment too. And maybe thinking for the first time from, I'm going to say, a more emotional perspective on what's happened on the island and what's happened with Fenwick and everything. Um, he's, he's being introspective as well. And I guess if Domingo is done, well, what does Domingo do, I guess? Well, when it ends, he turns to you and he puts his hand on his uh, on his heart, like you've seen him do for uh, some of the other elves, and he and he just honors you for doing that for him. Mm. You see, Tito has done the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. So Eros kind of puts his loot down, and he he does the same back. Mm. Clearly, not like it's a little probably awkward, but he does the best he can with the flourish that he could do. Mm. But he looks at Domingo, and he looks out at all of uh, the people, and he says, "Thank you." Ethan would have loved this. I even look at Mardigan. What yeah, is, how see, is Mardigan? You reacting? see Mardigan at the like the very back of the crowd, like near the mast. And, like it's kind of like one of those things where like he's he's there, he's present, but he's separate. He's like kind of separated himself from the group, and he's just he's looking at the he's feeling the wind and looking at the sky. Mardigan, roll a perception check for me. Uh, 22. You look over and you can actually see Kethid standing at the stairs, having just stood up, tears streaming down his face, but he turns and begins to walk back down below deck. Domingo. We need this every once in a while. We need this. I'm glad you're here. You're all right. We do need this. Especially if half the things you are telling me are true. To be honest with you, I've had a mind to turn this ship around and go back home. If you can turn into a, an animal, I wouldn't blame you. I do worry that when you land, I don't think there's necessarily going back to the island the same, Domingo. So I will give you this out if you want it. Think about it. But if you step on shore of Karis, you go with us. But if you stay on the water, you can go home. No, oh, Eros, and he he smiles, nods his head, and says, "No, Eros, there's I cannot go back now. Someday, but not now. I will go with you. But it seems to me that you will go with me too." You know, I've been 
I don't know where you're going, Domingo. <laughs> and Aaron just kind of cuts to the chase. He, he says, I'm pretty mysterious. <laughs> Tito leans in and goes, Yes, yes. Arrow <laughs> smiles. Like a, a real genuine smile. You are a mysterious man, Domingo. Mm. As soon as you wish to share where you are going, let us know. I have responsibilities that, to be honest with you, I will not compromise. And I hope that you find that assuring. But I will help any way I can. I appreciate that. Dan, same to you. He looks out to everybody else. And uh, he'll probably go over to Greg and just sit next to him. And uh, you, you, Martigan, you would notice that it's, it's one of those moments where um, they don't need to say anything. Yeah. Just sitting next to each other seems to give, uh, there's a mutual understanding there. But he does say something. He goes, oh, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, my eyes are dry. Yeah, I felt a little lump in my throat, but nothing more. Are you crying? I already said I was it. Your, must- <laughs> your, your, your mustache is damp. <laughs> the seawater, I... <clears throat> Don't do the C. I just I don't know why the why you guys are having this conversation. I see I, I just imagine Domingo in the back going, We break our vows together. Domingo, come here. And Eros clearly tries to kind of like skips over. Yeah. <laughs> he tries he tries to like break I crab I crab walk. <laughs> you know there's a handstand. <laughs> he uh he he tries to break it up for sure like kind of sure. break yeah get it out of it yeah, and, uh, moves on. and um yeah arrows probably he even like if if uh if grig is sitting on something arrows is gonna sit on like the floor of the deck with his like uh feet crossed and with his arms kind of just like relaxing like right like what you would do yeah. around the fire and uh he says martigan do you have time there's one, there's one final thing I need to do before the night is over, but go right ahead. Domingo, sit down. He sits down. And Eros, honestly, he wants to, he wants to ex- just ex- uh, exchange some more like pleasantries. <laughs> and he kind of wants to get Martigan involved a little bit, like tell some, maybe even some goofy stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we need a light spell, Eros was willing to throw a light spell to make it like a makeshift campfire. Mm-hmm. And to kind of just make it like after we had this cool, like like almost like a camp performance moment, we're having the campfire, like a deep talk moment. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I, what how I picture it. And then after maybe even like 15, 20 minutes of like, he's trying to make with Grig too, Eros is, Martigan, you're probably noticing, he's making a lot more jokes than even yeah. he would normally do. And Greg eggs Eros on a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after they're joking around a while, um, he looks at, he's kind of looking at the sky and it's, it's, it, the, the air is pretty light. Um, well, Domingo the, the and Tito, Domingo and Tito try to give you a run for your money too. With the goofiness? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're having a good, they're buying into oh, it. Oh yeah. Good. So after, after maybe like a natural pause, Arrow says, uh, 
Domingo, do you like riddles? Of course. He loves riddles. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't like riddles. Uh, I have a riddle for you. I would love to hear it. All right, let's see if you can get it. Ever nearing, never veering, overarching, domineering. <sighs> Chaotic, yet it's on its way. Despotic, to set, come what may. What is this unyielding lot? It can't be fought, it can't be bought. It binds us tightly in its thrall. The one thing that waits us all. What am I? Eros asked the riddle, though. And he kind of, he, he glances at Mardigan, too. Yeah, Mardigan's just looking back at him. But then he, after he glances at Mardigan, and only, obviously, Eros and Mardigan understand what's happening. Right. But his, Tito, Tito kind of leans into Domingo and goes... This is a tough one. Well, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Domingo immediately like kind of goes to his right and leans back to his advisor, you know. Helicopter. You know, this is a pretty tough one. I think you can do it. Maybe I can, maybe I can. I do not know. What do you think, Tito? What's the answer? I just got some monies. So I do not even know how to buy things. I do not know how to buy things either. So let's not focus on that line. <laughs> okay. So don't worry about what it can it can be bought. Yeah, forget about that one. Let's think of the other 14 lines. <laughs> okay. Those were important stanzas. They were. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be stopped, come what may. This I like may... that word beset. That is a good one. Beset is a good one. I'm going to start using it. In what context? All of them. <laughs> You're going to use beset in every context? You know, come on. As far as I can. You are currently besetting me. <laughs> I am beset on solving this riddle. Let's go beset down. But Domingo, I, I do not know. I am not as smart as you. It what do you think it is? If you look at Eros, he has a little bit, he has that cunning look back. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying to figure something out. Mm -hmm. That's your character. Well, Domingo thinks for a little while, he says, give me some time to think. And he looks into the fire for maybe 30 seconds or a minute. And he says, it makes me think of her of the weaving woman, of the way she weaves the threads of life and beauty, nature, to destiny, to our fate. So what is your answer? I would say fate. So as soon as he says fate, Mardigan just kind of like shoots over at him and 
raises an eyebrow like he didn't expect that. Mm. And then looks back at Eros. Yeah, Eros, Eros also, look, he looks at Mardigan first before he even barely looks at Domingo when you say. He looks at, just glances at Mardigan real quick and then looks back at Domingo and smiles and he stands up and he says, he looks at him and not as maybe joyful as he was just five minutes ago, um, but with a slight smile says, correct. Good job. Tito is I- like, saying the riddle again to himself he's like enthralled and and he says not everybody gets that i know a couple people who've got it wrong martigan looks visibly uncomfortable <laughs> captain is guilty somewhere that he doesn't realize why you know anyway i need some Can rest I- it's been a long day. Good night, everyone. And Eros goes to his uh, his bed. Yeah, Mardigan doesn't say anything. He turns and just walks away. And when you're ready, he has something he wants to, to do real quick before bed. With me? Before, no, with oh, okay. just Mardigan. Okay, got you. They can't hear us because we're whispering. <laughs> and I'm high. Okay. So when um yeah, goes, <laughs> So before going to bed, like Mardigan waits till like everybody so till Captain Renegade has gone back to his cabin. And then it's not like super late, but it's it's you know, the shift change has already taken place. Things have kind of buttoned down for the night. And Mardigan walking up with a large bundle wrapped in his um, cloak goes through Captain Renegade's cabin door and knocks. Uh, who, who is it? <clears throat> it's it's Mardigan, Captain. There's something I need to discuss with you in private. Um, uh, all right. All right. And he, you hear him stumble up to the door. Right. He opens it. You can see an empty bottle of rum sitting on the table where you all had been sitting. I'm going to be very honest with you. I got into my private store tonight. Y'all gave me a hell of a lot to think about. Well, if it's all right with you, Captain, I hope you'll forgive me for this. And I reach forward and I touch his shoulder and uh, five uh, lay on hand, uh, lay on hands points to sober him up. Okay. He, oh, mm -hmm. does that work on a hangover? You're about to find out. But then, if it if it does, you've always got a job on my ship. <laughs> so Mardigan comes in and he closes the door behind him and he goes over to the table. Yeah. And he puts the bundle on the table and he says, "I'm sorry for the hour and the secrecy, but uh, 
I think it's best that your crew not know about this particular piece of cargo that we bring on board your ship. All right. I'm sure you'll be able to appreciate how sensitive an issue this is in just a moment. And he pulls it back, and it's the dragon's egg. Mardigan, what am I looking at? That is a bronze dragon's egg. You're telling me that I am chartering a voyage right now. And my main fare is smuggling a bronze dragon egg. Is that alive, Mardigan? Alive and due to hatch any day now. Shit. You can see why I decided to have this conversation now and not earlier. I get it. I'm going to need another bottle. He walks over to a cabinet, opens it, grabs a bottle of rum, closes it, this time grabbing a second glass, brings it over, pours a double for you. Yeah, we... Yeah, we we clink over the egg and... (laughs) Congrats on fatherhood. We ain't gonna raise it, we're gonna scramble it. (laughs) (laughs) Huevos rancheros. Um... You're gonna want to go to brunch. <laughs> no, we're. Uh, um, he he says, still not quite sure how I feel about that, and he downs his rum, and holds it out for him to put another, a double into it if he wants to. Yeah, he he does. Um, he, but but while he's filling it, he kind of stops like halfway, like it's just the single at this point. Kind of looks to the side, and he looks back at you and says. If this thing is set to hatch any day now, what do you recommend we do on this boat with a bronze dragon hatchling? Well, I can't afford... I could keep it in the portable hole, but if it hatches in there, there will be no air. Yeah, don't do that. And I don't think we can exactly keep it out in the open where your crewmen as professional as they do seem to see it I was hoping you might have something a little more secret to hide it in for the time being if I hadn't just given Val's room to Flaga that would have been a perfect spot for it but sure enough that is not our current predicament Let me mull it over. He then pours the rest of the glass. Pours his and own. I, I, I take a clink again, and then I, before I drink, I stop and I look at him and I say, "You want to touch it, don't you?" Can I? Go right ahead. Then I take, I take another drink. He, he shoots the double. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It might be sweet, but it still burns. Yeah. And he waters over gently to the table. Like he goes to lick his finger. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. It. yeah. 
then he just like reaches out gently there's like a little static sh static shock from it hmm I don't know if I want to touch it <laughs> fair enough that that still still tingles <laughs> thank you though I'll consider it a touch. The the lightning bolt connected the two. We had a moment sure. there. Another, please. And then, like he 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 basically polishes the bottle with with renegade before heading off to bed. Sure, sure. Yeah. But, Taking the dragon egg with him. Yeah. After after the bottle is just about through, and you're both really really feeling it, he goes. You thought of a name yet? Nope, don't answer that. That's it's personal. I I promise I wouldn't steal the name. Not that I have a dragon egg of my own, but <laughs> actually, and Mardigan is kind of you know these three sheets a little bit too, and he says, you know. And, and but while we were drinking, I was telling him the story of meeting Galarin, or meeting um, Thogolos and, okay. and all that. And a friend of ours, I don't know why, he kept calling Thogolos lucky. To get and to I, that age, you might have to be. No doubt, but I don't know why, but there's... I don't know where I heard it, but there was some... It keeps rolling around in my head every time I look at the egg, but the elven, there's an elven name that means uh, uh, fortune's blessed. Dollarim. Dollarim. Kind of flows off the... Sounds like a dragon name, doesn't it? Tongue. Rolls off the tongue. That's tongue, the word tongue, I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, sees blessings to Dollarim, and he sees pours the blessings. last yeah. of the rum. Dollarim to Dollarim. Drinks it. He goes. I promise I will remember this in the morning. But if uh, if the hangover's there, let's try the thing again. Yeah. I've been meaning to try it on myself. And he stands and wraps the <laughs> egg up and heads back to the cabin to get some sleep. Before you leave, you hear him go, Ooh, as he kind of leans. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sways just a little bit. All right. Um, but you do make it back to the cabin. Diamond Dogs, anything else before I bedtime? I guess I would like to go to the deck real quick mm -hmm. and try ascending. Okay. He is he he is uh, a little timid here, but okay. He tries to cast sending to champ. Ah. So, so he says he, he says champ. I know about Katya. I'm so sorry. I will be there when I can. Stay safe and hidden if needed. Keep eyes open. So that's the Katya? That was champ. 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 Okay. 
but he remembers that that uh, Stratmore had cut off. But he didn't try, though. He doesn't have the heart to do it. So. Really? I will, but I'll do that. Eddie. Where, where's my sister? You just hear him start to sob in the return message. I, I ran and I hid and I should have kept her safe. I don't know what to do. I really miss you. And it's just sobs after that. breaks down, but he has to try one more to Katya. I just, he just says, Katya, no, I am coming. You will see me again. No, I am coming. You will see me. The response comes quickly after you finish. Bold words for one, show predictable. What? How the flip did he do that? <laughs> I think it's in the rules, Brennan. This is a this is a secure line. I have my SSL certificate. What? And this, did you, did you start boy, you got it. Boy, you gotta you gotta re up your VPN. I know. Okay, go ahead. I'm Star sorry. Star sixty nine. <laughs> Whoa, that's nuts. So that was only six words. He says, after your message with Fenwick, I decided to up my levels of security. Mm. Know that he is thinking about what you asked and told him. Good luck. I won't need any. Evil Sean Connery is a real douche. Whoa. Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> well, yeah. that made we that made Kessa feel so much better. So um stop stop yeah. searching. <laughs> stop searching for stop, stop 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 messaging people. Just just stop doing it. Sometimes you don't always need to go for a walk, you just need to stay home. <sighs> Is there a hey? You know what? Actually, though, a dear Abby, I can talk to. <laughs> if we ever need to talk to Stratmore, now we know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Could have already done that. Could have. Yeah, that's true. We could. We gotta do. <laughs> All right. Interestingly, that that thickens my spine a little bit. Yeah. Tell Sam build up. The vertebrae are bursting. 
<laughs> I love Stratmore so much. Yeah, it's, man, dang it. I hate him so much. I know. <laughs> All right, I do ascending to Blair. Okay. Who the heck do you think? No, I'm kidding. Blair, you ignorant sluts. <laughs> no, I That's what I did. That was posh, right? But that she sends a sending back, you interrupt her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. Yes, I'm talking. Will you? No, I, said, I wasn't oh my done. Gosh. So good. I just say, this is Blair. Okay. Fenwick was seen back at Diamond Hold. Stratmar took Katia and turned Danica to stone. <laughs> please, re please I'm respond. Not, I, am, no, I am not, I'm, I'm not parsing any words to her right now. I'm a little tick. Fenwick, and I just say, then I say Fenwick knew the Taken were removed for Lona is safe. Also, your mom's dead. Hope to see you at Christmas. No. It was, I, I had the, this was one I was going to wait till later, but I feel like your I'm, family dog has cancer. He's still ticked off a little bit, so, so he, yeah, he kind of this one I was going to wait, but I, nothing's going to beat the initial delivery of that. <laughs> Katya taken, Derek and Stone. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah, Want to blame me for that one too? Blair comes back and says, "No freaking way!" <laughs> what? What should I have done then, huh? Does it count words or syllables? Oh my god. Give me a second. I know. No, I want it fast. I want it fast. You just nuked that girl's brain. I don't care. That's what that's I gave her the dignity of replying without addressing her. The dignity? You felt like that was a dignified thing you Okay, so I slammed her. So I slammed her. I thought it was good. I liked it. No, you're no, you're you're PO'd, and that's fine. It was direct. It was direct. Yep. You you hear the <gasps> Val, Val, we need to go. Cathed, I. Oh God. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going to start heading that way. That's it. All right. Any other? Captain, find something. Sendings? No, that's it. That's all I got for today. I'm done with spells, but okay. he... he Find something on deck that's useless and chucks it overboard just, just for the heck of it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. My family heirloom. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, the, it's the cabin no, boy. the cabin no. boy. He wasn't ready. He no. wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart, come play D&D &D with us. We know you're listening. <laughs> All right. Take a long rest, Diamond okay. Dogs. Huh. All right, then I then I I send Blair again. So how'd you like those apples? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she was very nice to me. So anyway, I don't know why I did that to her. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I always liked her till I didn't. All right. Well, the 18th 
of Kyrie begins. And dogs, I'm completely leaving it up to you how much or how little roleplay you do over the span of this trip at this point. Um, Mardigan is going to um, take um, Domingo um, and work the lines and like actually take him with him and show him a good like the actual shift of what this is. Cool. Um, Arrow spends uh, quite a bit of time with Greg. <clears throat> oh yeah, sure. They just hang out. Um, I don't think there's any. I can't think of anything particular right now. Okay. Greg actually on one of the one of the mornings arrows, he kind of you see him like sitting up and he's kind of got his hand over his mouth and he looks over at you and goes You know, that's that's the first time I've heard you ask a riddle without actually setting a wager beforehand. <laughs> Eros is maybe like caught off guard by that a little bit and raises his eyebrows and says, why would I take something from him? You took something from everybody else that you ever posed riddles to? Yeah. But... I had, uh, you saw he's maybe a little uncomfortable with this answer. I had no responsibility with them. Hmm. You're responsible there. Well, when you're a lord, Greg, it comes with I was about to it. say, being a lord changes people. Damn. Yeah, well, when you get land and a bar, you know, that's kind of how things go. You have to start compensating for something. <laughs> She's no, we got have a, huge tracts of land. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a tower for that. Interesting. I keep hearing about this pastures place. Is it true you built it behind a waterfall? Behind a waterfall, Greg. I'm excited for you to see it. So from the from the robes above you having this conversation, you hear Martigan shout down, "Ladies' nights on Wednesdays." Yeah, but we're not we're, we're not even invited to that. <laughs> that Danica, he does, Danica he never, that. He did not hear your story of dressing up as a lady to get into that event one time then, did he? Eros puts, Eros puts his head down. What? <laughs> he, puts his, he puts his head down. Greg looks up. Nothing, lad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> How can he hear so well? We can say I'm half try, out, Lenny. <laughs> what about the time that you actually like uh you actually talked your way out of our 50 gold tab that we had no way of paying that was a lot of fun that was fun i still haven't been back there no quite rightfully so you could afford to pay it off now granted sure. your buddy just handed me the the tab the other day so maybe i'll yeah, go back and pay it for you I see that uh, maybe Lanfany hasn't treated you as well if you're willing to take that kind of money from uh, a friend of a friend. <laughs> Who said I took it? You give it back? Just smiles. <laughs> Martigan says, no! Martigan, go away! 
How are you doing this? Greg leans in. He hasn't checked that pocket yet. <laughs> so do you plan on going with us and spending time with us in Denarental? Or do you have Lanfany business right away? You know, it's interesting. Now that we're back together, I'm actually really excited to spend a wee bit more time with you, but I don't know what exactly you're going to need from me. And if you need me to create whatever distractions in order for you to get in, it might mean we have to make a pretty quick exit, in which case, I'll know where to find you. Yeah, our, uh, I'm definitely not as hard to find as I think I used to be. You know... He kind of looks up to see if Mardigan is still listening in. He's not. He's Lady Aramet's been pressing me about my friendship with you. Eros gets a little bit, uh, a little bit more serious, and and what have you said? You know the skinny of it. Sure. Plausible deniability is a very powerful ally. What has she been asking about specifically? What you know, what you don't know. Who you know, who you don't know. Has she Playing asked about, all the angles. Has she asked about my family? She asked about... She asked about the master, but not your ma. Good. Keep that between us. You bet. Are you going to be in contact with her soon? Lady I'm at, that is. Soon as we dock. And what will you tell her then? That I'm back uh, stateside. What's your title now? What do you do? <laughs> oh, I'm all under the books I don't have an official title All right. that's how far up I've gotten but I can tell you there's a there's quite a few freed slaves because of what we've been doing Eros nods and good in fact I saw some of them in Frolona who? There are about, about a hundred of them that made it out. Eros kind of leans, he shifts his his uh, sitting stance, or you want to call it, really? That, that galleon that was sunk, the one that shipwrecked there? Wasn't just cargo, huh? Guilty. Good job, Greg. So they'll be finding their new lives in Trelona. Maybe that gives the people there some motivation to rebuild, considering it has uh, people that have a new uh, look on life. So perhaps it's a blessing on both sides. That's the aim. Greg, I have no doubt that you're going to be very valuable to us, but to me. I have um, I have something in particular, a plan that I'm, I'm going to need your help with eventually, but it won't be for a while. But All right. I'll need your Say help eventually. Word. If we don't quite fully make it to the Narantal together, let's bet on the next time I come. 
You can show me that fancy bar and we'll chat. You'll love it. I believe so. And being a lord, you know, we can basically do whatever we want. We got giant eagles. You have hawks. giant eagles. Hawks, technically. Hawks. Hawk. Benwick did. Y'all are me impressed. Sorry. Sorry. It is impressive. And Eros looks up to see if uh, Mardigan's listening again. (laughs) My stealth skill is so high. Can you even be sure? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Greg's pretty good. Yeah, Greg is good. Extendable ears. Wrong universe there, Jeff. Sorry. But yeah, I guess they just shoot the breeze a little bit. Actually, do you have a conversation you can do? Nope. Dad, do you? I want to have one more eventually with Mardigan. Maybe I, w- I think it'd be cool if it was a nighttime thing again. Maybe he's on the deck. And it doesn't have to be long. Uh, but if, if there's a time between the two of them, Eros goes up to Mardigan uh, and says, Mardigan, um, I hope you didn't seem like I was... Um, talking down to you at all when we were having our meeting the other day with Renegade. But I do have to ask, do you really trust Isabella? I think trust is a strong word, Eris. You used it, not me. Well, you said completely trust. Well, you said trust, and I said completely trust, and then you backtracked. I trust her to an extent. I trust that her the motivations she has shared with us are genuine. I trust that she does have a good heart. Why do you trust she has a good heart? Because I've been in cities ruled by despots before, and they did—they looked nothing like Cyrenel. Eris just nods. And... Okay. Do I believe that if it suited her means, she wouldn't turn on us, turn us in? Absolutely not. Women have a way of getting to us, don't they, Mardigan? Even when you don't want them to. Eris then just slaps him on the shoulder and goes about his business. Okay. I'm done. Mardigan goes um, looking for Kethan. Probably on deck working. So I imagine it's kind of like, did you, you said you wanted to do your conversation like at evening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a little bit after that. Sun's probably mostly setting. Um, and he goes up to Kethan and sees him working. And he says, 
I think we really need to talk about last night. What do you mean? Well, if you put the ropes down for a minute and actually look at me. Okay. So he gives you one of those looks like, okay, I'm listening. You know, Kathy, I don't know if you remember this, but it has been some time ago, but I came to you not long ago asking you what, what makes a man a good man. Do you remember that? Back at the temple? Yeah, yes. I remember. Yeah. Do you remember what you told me? Something along the lines of try to do good. You spoke last night of the things you said made it sound like you almost like you were done with Kamaria. Is that what you meant? Honestly, I don't know. What does your goddess mean to you, Kethan? What did she mean to you before that island? There is no before. You know the answer to that. So he goes up to the rail again and leans against it like it's a casual conversation, even though it's a little bit of an intense subject. And he, he says, you know, all the times you described Kamaria to me, I always, I don't know, I always pictured her kind of like a, like a still pond or lake, serene, peaceful, trending toward that glassy surface. You know, when I think of Exada, though, I, I don't see that stillness. I see it. He looks out over the, the water, says, I see a stormy sea. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but doesn't mean it could mean it's not terrifying. Are you sure you want to give up on that, Kathleen? I'm not sure of much right now, except what needs to be done. And what would you do? What would you do to accomplish what needs to be done, Kevin? I have no disagreement with you. You say these men need to die for what they did. I agree wholeheartedly, but I just want to make sure that it's you asking me to help you with that and not Keth. Keth, it is my friend. Not Keth. I'm not sure who Keth it is right now. But you can speak to me.
You almost made it sound like you wanted to. That if Kamaria couldn't help you, that maybe you might ask Oxada to do to do it instead. Was I wrong about that? What did you say earlier in, in the last few days? You have a common enemy. You implied sometimes the alliances are strange. That they are. But I do this... remind you. But I do remind you that It is interesting that the moon often controls the storm. You know, back on that altar, when you were fighting Tosh, and I was watching on invisible, I couldn't help but, I couldn't help but notice. You kept throwing spell after spell at him, but he was a great fighter, Kethid, but he was giving you openings. You could have, you could have used your own strength. Why didn't you? You seem so reliant on your goddess. What are you without her? What are you trying to say? Are you trying to push me? No, Kethid. I'm trying to say that you are more. You are more than your choices. You are more than what's happened to you. You told me that. You taught me that. I'm just trying to return the favor. I've got an idea. It's something I've been meaning to do for a while. Would... What do you say, Kethid? You got one more religious experience in you? What do you mean? Come with me. So Mardigan turns and walks towards the center of the deck under the main mass. You hear a peal of thunder off in the distance. Kethid looks up. Mardigan ignores it. So Mardigan comes to a spot right in front in front of the the main mast and he waits for Kethid to just kind of come stand in front of him and says sit Kethid. Okay. Sits. I don't know quite how to do this. Childress said I'd, I'd know when to, and he explained it to me, but, well, you've talked to Childress, you know how forthright he can be at times. He said I'd know 
what to do when the time is right, and I don't know why, Kethid, but I look at you in this moment. I see you standing there and sitting there now. And I see the rage that you're barely keeping inside. Somehow I know that this is it. So Mardigan draws mercy. He plants the blade point down into the deck. He reaches out with his hands. He grabs the blade. He grabs the blade with both hands and squeezes. You see him wince slightly as two thin rivulets of blood start to trail down the blade below his, his grasp. And he closes his eyes and he takes some deep breaths before starting to speak. And he says, Aksada, hear me. Aksada, hear me. Aksada, hear me. And he looks up and he looks at the sky, Brendan. Does he see anything? Whereas there were stars, now there are not but storm clouds rolling in. So Mardigan closes his, his eyes at that and then bows his head again and squeezing the blade, he says, Aksada, Lord of Storms, Father of Wrath, hear my oath and bless my words. Give me the strength to seek out and fight the greater evil. Let me be your blade at their throats. And then you see kind of like this jolt as arcs of electricity start to come off of Mardigan and strike the deck and the mass behind him. And he just, he cringes and he just keeps squeezing the blade. Got the kind of instinctively is somehow he, he says, looks around. And I bear witness. Mardigan says through clenched teeth, grant me the resolve to show no mercy for the wicked who have acted past forgiveness and deserve only your vengeance. Reading his teeth and I bear witness. Allow me to bear your countenance as I raise my blade against our foes to seek their end by any means necessary. I bear witness. Guide me to undo their wicked works and to seek restitution for those who have fallen victim to their unrighteousness. And I bear witness. And like now the lightning is, or the, the electricity is like arcing really good now, even more than it was at the beginning. And he says, to this I swear and devote my breath, my hand, my mind, my life, cast me as your righteous bolt 
and guide me to strike true. And I bear witness. So there's a peal of thunder above and the arcs suddenly stop. And then Mardigan stands and he holds mercy out and he points, he levels the point at Kethed. And he says, stand and fight Kethed. Why? Because strength is earned, brother. You just switch deities? I'm fighting with him. <laughs> Roll initiative, boys. Yeah. All right. Pull out your maze. Yeah, I got my maze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see what I got here. Oh, wait, oh, no. 23. 15. 15. Yeah. <laughs> Do I ever have hope against Martigan and initiative? Nah. Not initiative. Maybe another other things. <laughs> okay. So as soon as, uh, as soon as I, I wait for, um, well, tell me what Ketha does. I just, like, have, I just draw my mace and, okay. and with a little bit of bewilderment, but on the other hand, with gritted teeth, there's a little bit of, maybe fire in the eyes okay so i come shield. Mm -hmm. i come in low for a sweeping attack with mercy okay. 23 yep okay so that's uh 1d8 plus sorry because this is how mardigan does it 3d6 plus eight plus Twenty-three, and he 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 swings and he just stands there and like let blades still leveled and waits for you to respond. You don't uh, step back or anything. You just stay right. You're no, still I'm right. Okay. I'm right there with you. All right, I just swing with all my might with the with the mace. What the heck? Okay. Nice. Twenty-two. Hit. Not gonna be much though. Uh, five. I like the rolling technique. Just kind of throw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yep. Kind of throw it. I'll take it. Kethed, zero Fs given. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else? No, I just. This seems to me, it seems appropriate to just to be a raw fight. So you don't call an angel. I could. You I could. I just don't feel like it's necessary in the spirit of the event. Okay. <laughs> no. Mardigan attacks again. Okay. Natural one. Oh, uh, hit. No I'm kidding. So uh, he. So what he does is is he swings. He swings a Kethid and misses and and then says uh, and chuckles blade still in a guard position and says are you getting angry yet orc well that ticked him off 
<laughs> so, as I hit him, hit him. As I look like I'm going to swing with my mace, I actually slam you with my hand. I try to. And the Open or backhand? No, Open. Open. Palm okay. strike. Palm strike with white belt pattern, baby. <laughs> and bestow curse. <laughs> okay. Bestow. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. the of the, of the okay, bestow curse. Okay, I got a hit. Everybody looks back. Yeah. yeah. No, thirteen. No. What belt is Captain? Okay. Nah, good. So. I just want so, to. See what I want to see what you're gonna say. So Mardigan, Mardigan sidesteps the blow. He sees the the flash of magical energy. He, he sidesteps. He sidesteps the blow and brings his blade to ready again and says, and says. Um, you're still fighting with her power, I see. What about your own strength? Yeah, well, when you say that, you, there's a little bit of surprise on his face when you say that. Yeah, and, and Mardigan attacks again. Okay. Uh, 13, miss. So another, like, another swing. Like, you can't quite tell if he's actually trying to hit you or he's playing with you, but you, the look on his face says he's trying to hit you. So I'm, I'm thinking, Brennan, I'm thinking, like, these are deflections, like mace on blade deflections, parries and stuff. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Fine, it's I'll just I attack with the mace again. Yeah. It's my who cares it. Yeah, I missed that one. It was 10. Such a okay. good rolling technique. It is I'm a good time. I just got, I need a longer table. All yeah. right. 19. Mercy. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, miss again, 13, same. Clang. Clang, okay. Martigan, well. Martigan says, says, are you angry yet, orc? All right, fine. He, he swings with the dungeons here. 22. Hit. Kethid, uh, as as the attack connects, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw for me. Uh-oh. Fifteen. Okay. What's the damage? Uh, seven. Okay, I'll take it. Plus fourteen lightning. Whoa. Against me? Yes. Okay, oh. I'll take it. So uh, twenty-three. Uh, that's fourteen. Yeah, twenty-one. So he takes he he. Mardigan takes that and and shrugs it off and 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 laughs and comes back at you. Another attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, natural two, so eleven. Miss again. Another another parry. Hey, and Martigan does that, and like nice. like your your the mace and the blade come together in yeah. like a lock, and he says, "You're doing better than I thought you would." Orc. Eight missed. Okay. I hit again. Missed though. Another parry. Yep. Here we go. Twenty-two. Yep. Uh, so on the controller 18. No way, no way. Uh, 23 again. Okay, I say so. He hits you and he says, Sloppy orc, you can do better than that again. All right, back. (sighs) Roll like a real 13. Miss, I know. All right. Here, use this one. I just rolled a 19. All right, that's got to be it. 16, miss. Okay. (gasps) Oh, 10. Sorry about that. 
Miss. <laughs> you goof. <laughs> Yeah, you know to never touch. Oh, yeah, sixteen touch miss. Touch. That was a test. You was failed. that sixteen oh, miss? Okay. Man, right. we. This is great. I love. This is what I wanted. This is your song. We're, 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 we're pairing. Oh, clang, clang, clang. Actually, might go really well. We're All blood. right. We're blood. Natural twenty. Oh, nice. Oh. Yes. Wisdom save. Natural one. No, no seven. seven. Fifteen again. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. All right. Do the damage for me, baby. Uh, I got a feeling four, I'm gonna have to react in this one. Four. Four well, plus four plus your strength modifier and the D, whatever the max is for the mace, because oh, you're the natural. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so it'd be yeah, it'd be uh, eight plus four, so twelve. So twelve plus. You want to do this? Plus. Uh oh. Sorry. Forty-one lightning damage. Okay, I'm gonna reaction for half. <laughs> Smart. You cannot have lightning damage. Can I not have the lightning? I'm gonna rule that you can. It's okay. Dodging that attack. So, so you want to? So, so I do. I take. I take twenty. Is that what we're gonna say? He gets uh, the cut yeah, you would take. Uh, you would take twenty. No, sorry, it was twelve four, plus yeah. forty-one. So it was actually 53, so you're actually going to take 26. Okay. Wow. So Mardigan, Mardigan takes like takes the hit and then backs up and shakes it off and then spits like a quart of blood onto the onto the deck and smi smiles at you with with red teeth and then comes back in. Okay. Uh 19. Nope. Okay. Oh, that was nine. Okay. Roll like a normal person. He needs your dice. I have Seriously, 18. What the heck nope. happened? Nope. You should have like a common mule. <laughs> Eight. Oh, throw it. Okay. Get that <laughs> dice out of here. Natural one, miss. Okay. Well, here, you're big red. red. Okay, big this red. This is great. I wanted us to trade like this. Bang, 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 bang. Oh. 14. Miss. You're kidding me. Arrow Use big green. 11, miss. All right. Yeah. 23. Hit. Wisdom save. So that's five of regular damage. Yeah, and this is just dip for tit. Natural 20 in the Whoa. save. Whoa. You save. Dip for tit. That's a further 10 lightning. Okay, so five, so 15. five plus 15. I'll yep. reaction again for half. So um, seven. How many say seven? you do that? Once around. I can do it once around. Since Whoa. I only have one single attack. Okay. It's always have. <laughs> All right. Uh, attack. You, I like the game. Call yeah. yeah. angels. Nineteen. Man, just barely missed. Missed you. Nine. Missed. Okay. Ten thousand angels. What? What? Right. Seventeen. Man, I'm rolling like garbage now. Oh. Another twenty-three. Ten thousand angels. Another four. Another four of uh four. Yeah. And then the bosom saving throws. It was it was truly on the. Uh, 17. And more lightning. Oh. So it's 14 totally. <laughs> okay, so now, this time... Okay. Mm -hmm. This time, um, Mardigan sees the blow coming. You see him go to parry. I wish uh -huh. I could do that to You know he's like, he's bleeding now? Yeah. You're bleeding, he's I've bleeding. I've been bleeding, yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, he comes up, and at the last second, at the last second, he dips his blade 
and stands and closes his eyes and lets the strike come in and you have the choice whether or not to knock him out or to to do to finish this blow finish him so you see it last second you're just gonna come in and you know you know down in your in your heart of hearts that if this hit lands you win Do I get an advantage, or is it? I no, you won. You you hit me. I'm I I have I can't even if I have I'm I'm done. So no, I didn't hit you. I missed. No, no, no. He's talking about the last hit that you landed on. Oh, as yeah. he goes to parry it, oh, he actually okay, it. dips the blade down and accepts what's coming. So oh. it's up to you if you're gonna pull the strike at the last second, oh. or if you're gonna oh, and oh, leave me conscience, or him. you're gonna you're gonna knock me out. Or worse. I think I need, I, I'm just going to hit you. Okay. So Mardigan, Mardigan takes the blow. There is a strike of lightning that comes down with the mace strike and it propels it into Mardigan who blacks out and is knocked backwards and slams into the side of the deck. And Kethed, as you see this, a little bit of fear grips you and you look up and see lightning arc across the sky and there is the silhouette of a huge being watching from behind the clouds. As an instinct, I reach out to him, I, a, a moment of panic, it's, and I, I try to embrace the wound. Huh. It fails. Okay, I, yeah, I look. I look down and there's, and I'm shocked. And I see, now I see. You Martin see Mardigan lying in a heap, <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I, I go to, I, you know, I, I cast healing word on him. Okay. You cast the spell, but you don't feel the power come from the holy symbol. It comes from your mace. So, how much healing is that? Oh, sorry. Let's <laughs> get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, this is this is important. No. <laughs> um, eight. when there's no combat no, no normal combat jared still finds a way to die thanks no that was very noble <laughs> no so he mardigan mardigan just kind of like opens his eyes and looks at kethid what does he see well there's no doubt he sees heat from the battle maybe maybe the look that you haven't seen before with fighting because i don't we, remember, we fought one more time, and I and accidentally Re and Rhett in the got head, and then you crushed me. Yeah, and Rhett got involved. Yeah, uh, yeah, but and Eris sort of to knock it off. <laughs> but but he, there's definitely conflicted emotions. This is not what 
he expected. So Mardigan stands instantly. He leaves Mercy drawn, but he comes over to you and he grabs you by the neck and he puts your forehead to his and he says, Kethid, you did this. You beat me. You did. Not Kamaria. You did. You're strong, Kethid. You earned it. This is you. Not Keth. Not Kamaria. You. You earned this victory. You can earn so much more. not so easy to change your name and I turn away and you can tell he's, he's he's tense this is so as he turns he says you listen but do not hear Kevin strength is not given it is not easy strength is earned it is built it is taken. It is forged. I turn back to you. I will take what strength is earned. And I will take what gifts are given. Do not ask more of me. He's very confused. So he says again, he says, yes, strength is earned. But I don't, I don't expect more than that, Kethan. But maybe you should start expecting more from yourself. You can do great things. We can do great things together. And then I point up and I say, the enemies arrayed, us are, arrayed against us are great, but greater than that, you have the attention of a god tonight, Kethid. He watches you like, the, like, like a gladiator on the sands of the arena. What? You did that. I look up. We did that. Do I still see an image? Do I still see someone standing there? A couple of moments pass. You can see another arc of lightning. Yeah, still there. And instinctively, I look for is the moon out. Uh, at this point, it is so faint you can hardly see it. Not much of a moon this evening. We did this. We earned this. He, very angrily, he, he just looks up in the sky and... He's, he's truly speechless. He doesn't know what to say. To say.
your oath is given. Use it well. I, I can't say anymore. He stops. Mardigan puts an arm around him and leads him below deck. Kethet, as you are walking away, you feel the weight of the crescent moon holy symbol in your pocket. grip my teeth and continue walking. All right. Diamond Dogs, are there any other conversations that are going to take place over yeah, the Yeah, follow that. Back? Follow that, yeah. <laughs> <right>. Big duel. <laughs> I, ch- I take out a white glove and smack arrows with it. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge thee. Arrow takes his gun and shoots him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost the challenge. I think it's flossed. I have flossed with this bullet. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, we will do a brief time jump to when we get to the docks of Sierra Neal. And we will pick up there for our very next episode, episode 50. Episode 50! But before that, we're going to level up. Woo! Mm. 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 Level Mm. up time! Oath of vengeance! Oath of vengeance! Mm -hmm. Mardigan is taking his, his eighth level as a... Third level paladin. Which means he has taken his oath and is now fully initiated into the order of paladin ways. All right, let's roll a hit dice for Mardigan here. That's a d10, my dude. Yes, it is. Oh, I... I rolled an eight, so I will take mine. Okay. (coughs) All right. We'll go. We'll go over to Kethid. Kethid is taking level eight in. Cleric. 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 I rolled a six. The accountant. I'll take it. Okay. I'm still warming up. Go ahead, Trevor. Dance. Oh, dances is still warming up on that HP roll. All right, might be a minute for us. (laughs) I'll roll. All right. Come on, baby. Eros is taking level eight in. Bard, I'm a pure. I'm going pure, pure bard. Pure four. Oh pure four. gosh, that's my least favorite one. Dude, you gotta take Brendan. I'm taking Brendan's. What'd you get? I rolled a three. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, Brendan. Wah, wah, wah. Who needs HP anyway? Yeah, it's dumb. Overrated. I already die a bunch. Yeah, no biggie. What's one? And. Domingo Antonio. No, that's not right. What do I do? Nunez, Cortez, Esperanza Suarez right. is taking a level in. Wizard. You're a wizard. Level dances. eight. Three. 
I would like to take the DMs. Numbers. I rolled a five. I you, win. You always win. I always win. I left sucks. I got lucky. He beats the spread. He beats the spread. All right. <coughs> Coming into uh, into session or episode fifty, we will be a, an adventuring party level eight. Ooh. We're gonna need it. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. But to our audience. We're going to see you next time. Woohoo! Because we somehow keep doing this to where it keeps just <laughs> getting better and better and better and better and better. Whether and better. you're here or not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep doing it. With that being said, we love you. We're for you. Absolutely. And you know where to find this adventure. We'll see you next time on The Nominal Tales. Well, I think that's enough for one day, don't you? I mean, unless you're catching up on the story. Then by all means, go get that next episode right now. Until next time, we'll... Oh, Brendan's going to make me say it, isn't he? Okay, fine. I guess if Mardigan isn't above stealing from the rich and giving to himself, then I'm not above asking you to rate and review our podcast. It means a lot for us to hear back from our listeners, so we appreciate your feedback and your take on the story so far. Thanks again. Are you still listening to this? Gutress balls, move on already. <laughs>